0: Hey guys, it's Bobby here. Just wanted to jump in and tell you that registration for our Jigs and Bigs listeners tournament for the month of July is officially open. Remember, all you gotta do to register is download the Fishing Chaos app. Once that's downloaded, just search Jigs and Bigs. You'll find the July tournament there and you can enter right there. Remember, we always try to put some proceeds toward a great charity. We'll be announcing who that charity is during the tournament on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Make sure to check it out. This is the nationwide multi- species fishing tournament cpr style brought to you by jigs and bigs check it out are you getting
1: yourself ready for our show
0: everybody doing out there in uh, podcast land? It's Bobby Rose Beef here with Jigs and Bigs for another Tuesday edition. We got a good one for you guys uh, today Tonight, today is Father's Day, uh, so there were a lot of a lot of uh, our listeners were our dads, and they were out, you know, on the water. Some with their families, some kind of taking some time for themselves, like myself. We'll cover that a little bit later. Uh, hope you guys had a great Father's Day. It was it was mine was fantastic. I cannot complain at all. I'm a very 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 lucky guy, uh, guys. You know, we just want to take a minute and tell you, we have some amazing stuff going on for you. Uh, Stuff that I think you're really going to like in this show. This week we're going to cover uh, a whole bunch of stuff. We're actually going to talk a little bit about a special upcoming uh, program that we have happening next week. We're going to talk about that in uh, just the tip. I'm going to talk about some something that's good for our bank anglers out there, but also something that that even even you know those small boat nation guys can totally totally get something out of. Trust me, you're going to love this this episode. It's it's jam packed full of good stuff. Uh, I say we go ahead and get to it. I got Sean the Fisherman here. He is hawking down some ice cream, guys. Let's go ahead. We will get this show started. Uh, We'll get it started right after this right here. On the fisherman, I did not know. I did not know that you were so bougie with your uh, your your, your uh, frozen uh, uh, confections. I, I I wasn't aware.
1: Not a choice. Now it was. Not a it's Remember. not a choice.
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. That makes sense. I thought you were just treating yourself.
1: There, there's you know some people it's bougie. Yeah. Other people it's, it's fucking necessity. survival.
0: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I mean, unless, of course, uh, uh, you know, except for those that are lactose intolerant, uh, yeah. you know, we we feel you, we smell you. Yeah. Actually, that is what it is. I, I apologize. Um, <laughs> we're it's going to be a good one. Uh, how how was your Father's Day, dude? Man,
1: I told my wife this is the best Father's Day I think I've ever had. She really hit. All, she hit. She didn't hit one home run. She hit for the fucking cycle, man. It well, was awesome. awesome today. I had a great day from start to finish. You want to hear about it? Yeah, tell me a shall little I, bit shall about I, shall it. Shall I speak?
0: How did your so, day go?
1: <clears throat> um, it went great. It actually kind of started with a preview last night.
0: Oh, a preview? Oh, a and that preview? sounds okay. like
1: that sounds extraordinarily risque. Yeah. But because my name is Sean the Fisherman, and I was given the free pass yesterday. Oh, wow. Wow. To, to, to fish all day.
0: There's nothing wrong with that. No, I fished all fucking day yesterday. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, we'll you had that. an amazing time. Um, yeah, we're going to cover that, get more into yeah. detail. But yeah, you had like an amazing, amazing day. That's awesome, man. Good for you. Yeah. That's huge.
1: It, it was great. So yesterday we had a great day. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I came home at... Oh, shit. It was near 11 o'clock at night when I finally got home. And my Father's Day spread was already out on the kitchen table, so I got to get a little preview. And I see it, and there's the three gifts that I had asked for. Now, when it comes to gifts, I actually... I'm not a big surprise guy. I try to be efficient as I can because I'm just like, look, I want these like 10 things. Pick out of that. That's how Christmas goes. Or, yep. hey, th- like I know kind of what you're going to spend for Father's Day. Here's what I'm really looking for. This is something I need. Um, and all that
0: stuff was laid out on the table with some actual like I've never seen this before. Have you seen this black wrapping paper? Black wrapping paper. You know what? I think I have. There's a few varieties, though. There's some, like, that are, like, kind of almost, like, textured, and then there's other ones that are, like, matte, like, where it's just, like, flat black.
1: Yeah, this was, like, textured, and it's really easy to write on with some sort of a white ink pen or something like that. So my wife had written my name on a couple of them, but on one of the, on the longer one, which I'll discuss in a second, the longer one, there was a really, I'm not even going to say crudely, it was really well-drawn Northern Pike. Oh my God, really? With a, with a voice bubble saying, look at me, I'm a Northern Pike. <laughs> Holy <laughs> is, crap. That's the kind of humor that goes on in my house, which now, is fantastic.
0: Now, I know you're you're relatively artistically inclined. Um, who else in your family, who's the artist that did this?
1: My wife did it. Really? She, she said she looked up a picture or how to draw a Northern Pike and just went from there or some shit. I don't know. She that used the internet. Her. It's all good. So she did that. And I was like- I was, I was just, my, my heart melted. I'm like, oh, that's really, that's the extra step. That was awesome. Yeah, put it over the top. Uh, yeah, it was really, really nice. And then, my, I'm not going to tell the story of this out air, but apparently there was a little bit of leftover paper. Now, my kids, I've got one that is wrapping up middle school and one that is starting up high school. My God, the language on this note that I found between one brother directed at his, uh, his brother, I'm not going to repeat it on the air. <laughs> but I was <laughs> laughing. Like, these are my kids. So what I did was, I took that note, and I put it on my pile of presents. So I went to bed. My wife has already crashed. I crashed. Woke up this morning. Um, coffee and breakfast were made for me, which was fucking awesome because I'm the cook of the house. So yep. it's really nice once in a while to have, have food cooked for me. So I had my you know my normal breakfast. Just my wife cooked it, got me the coffee ready. And I'm sitting down. Uh, I come downstairs and I see the note. And they're like, hey, do you like your presents? And I'm like, yeah, but what's up with this note? And they, my wife and my youngest son look at each other. He was the one who wrote it. And they go, well, well what's know. it doing over there? Yeah, well, why how'd it get over there? I'm like, I don't know. It was here last night. And they look at each other again. I didn't put it there. I didn't put it there. And they're getting ready to fight. And they go, I'm kidding. I put it over there just laughing, you know? So I fucked with them. Nice.
0: <laughs> That's the ultimate so, Father's Day gift right there.
1: Yeah, man. So, I mean, I talked to you earlier today. I sat yep. down. I had, my, I had my 15 cups of coffee. I opened up my presents. I received... Uh, a collectible item. We don't need to get into that right now. Sure. One, something I had asked for, which was awesome. Um, I received from my wife, purchased at our friend, Old Glory Outdoors. Very May, nice. Of course. A uh, multi-tool. I haven't had a brand new multi-tool in a long time. The one I had, I inherited, and it's gotten a little rusty. So I needed yeah. a new multi-tool, and I got that Sarge brand. There's a, If you have anybody ever goes to Old Glory Outdoors, there's a nice big um, rack and multi-tool. Um, rack and multi-tool. Fucking... Knife and multi-tool. Knife and multi-tool rack. Bibbity bobbity boo In the store right when you walk in, unless Joe has moved it, and uh, they have one multi-tool, and I said, I want that one. My wife picked it up for me. But here's the kicker. With all of the lengthy fish that have been turned in between Chronic Trips Mm -hmm. and the Jigs and Bigs online tournaments, the 30, what do I have, a 32-inch, I have a 32-inch catch board. I decided to guinea pig myself. And asked my wife for the foldable hinged
0: uh catchboard that goes yeah. up to 48 inches. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that on the show before. Y-
1: yeah. So what I did was the first thing I I I opened it up. And what happens is for those of you who are familiar with the the catchboard that I have, the original, it has the original has a 32 inch and the 26 inch have a fixed, I don't know, what would you call it? Like that concave shell on the bottom. You know, it's like it's like yeah. a thick plastic that's that's locked. It's not going anywhere. It's almost like a A casing, right? Yeah. Well, this 48 inch one has the same thing, except it has two 24 inch pieces with the hinge and it flips open and you slide that thing in and it acts as a lock. And then I just, just to make sure, because I'm looking at this space between that's, you know, in between the 24 and the 25. And I'm like, man, that looks like an inch, but I want to make sure. So what I did was I extended the board, locked it in place, and then I put a ruler down just to make sure that. You know, the, the twenty-four marks and the twenty-five. They all lined up. It was yeah. fucking perfect. I'm like, this is good. So as far as I'm concerned right now, anybody who's in the jigs and bigs or the um chronic trips tournaments for the rest of the year. Yep. If you're worried about carp, pike, striper, stingrays, I saw I judged a, a of, bunch of stingrays today. Yep. Sharks, go ahead and buy that. They have them on catch catches site. I am not aware if Three Bells has them. They didn't when we were down there, but I think we should talk with um Derek and Lauren and say hey, this might be an item you guys want to carry because I'm just opening it and not even using it I'm blown away and it yeah. again it folds together really 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 tightly compact and it's good to go. So I got that. I got the uh, the multi tool and then uh, we've been hanging around poolside at my parents' house all afternoon. That's pretty much our day. That's we just awesome. got home like a half hour ago. Eight nice. burgers. I'm um, you know as you're going to start talking here I'm going to mute myself and pound the ice cream that I bought cuz I'm a pig. And uh That's my fucking Father's Day. I may, I may. When we're done recording, I may. I'm really taking this into consideration. Yeah. May step out on the back porch and have a little nip of Grampy's, you know, sleepy 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 time smoke. Yeah. Sleepy time smoke.
0: You know. See what we'll we'll see what happens. The the night is young. The night is young, young. and it's a special night. We this. Um, I got to tell you. So so my Father's Day was awesome. I. I, I need to say this that that when I talk about the items that my family had gotten for me for Father's Day we're terrible in this house when it comes to gifts uh, we're and, and uh, ironically enough we're, we're my wife and I are very efficient as well like what we like to do is just eat, we each create a like a wish list on Amazon and then we share links and then we're like you know for for holidays and shit, it works out great um, she likes to uh, go off the script a little more often than I do. Uh but you know, I know she's 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 much better at going off script than I am. Um you might say that she knows me better than me, I guess. So you might you might I mean just so you know, we do the same thing with the Amazon lists
1: yep. for Christmas and for well for Christmas, but for any other holidays, birthday gift-giving occasions, yeah. We you know, we just say hey, I want this I want that. Yeah. But I te- I'm the one who tends to go off script. My life my my my, my life. My wife likes surprises a little more than I do yeah. so I I really work to make sure that I'm giving something extremely thoughtful that yep. I want to see okay. her eyes
0: light up going like oh I can use that so I I get it yeah no, absolutely. I, I, so, so, and what ends up happening is this, like, you know, we live in, the, in, in an era where online shopping is the norm. And uh, my wife, like months ago, had gone and bought a bunch of those SPF treated performance shirts. Um, and she was like, yeah, she's like, you know, it's, you're, you're going out and starting to fish, you know, you could probably use these, I'm going to give them to you now. I was like, "Oh wow, that's really fantastic!" And then I liked them so much, I bought like four or five more. Um, they're the 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 Bass Dash brand. I I liked them, and especially at the time, they've got a gator built in, plus the hood. I mean, it's they're they're actually they're they're really great. So um, so those arrived, and then uh, my kids got me a coffee mug. They love to get me coffee mugs. I think last Father's Day I got a coffee mug as well, saying something like "You're the best catch of a dad," something like that. Cute. This one says "Dilf." Damn, I love fishing. Is what it says, and it's got a great picture of a largemouth bass on there. So I was very, very impressed with that. Fantastic. And then uh, my wife splurged a little bit more, and uh, she got me something that she knew I was going to love. And Sean understands the the joy that this apparatus brings. It is a neck um extender basically you put it around your neck and it's inflatable it looks it has a pump like a a cuff does for taking your blood pressure but it extends up and basically it relieves neck and back pain really it's like it's like an inflatable portable traction unit basically yeah Yeah. um i've tried it lying down and it's fantastic uh i've I've when you you were leading i thought you were going to say
1: she got me a flashlight.
0: Yeah. No, 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 no,
1: <laughs> Okay, just check. Uh,
0: yeah. No. Uh, no, but this thing is is freaking un- unbelievable. Like, I- I've seen them, you know, on videos before, and I'm just like, I'll bet you that would be fake. Because I crack my neck all the time, all- constantly. And uh, a few times that I've gone and, you know, had a massage where they do that the neck extension, basically just relieves all this pressure in these upper vertebrae. And it's just, uh, it's it's unbelievable. Killer, killer. Great, great gift. So that was amazing. Um, as far as what I did today, I was up before the sun because uh, my boy Paul and I, we went to um, a little shithole of a pond locally. I mean, does not have the greatest uh reputation as a fishery but uh we brought the kayaks out there and, uh, got out there and we and we both got on some fish uh your boy was on the struggle bus significantly for a while there uh, but you know i was throwing some baits that i hadn't that i had been trying uh, i i had wanted to start getting some uh familiarity with specifically uh for top water is the buzz toad so i was throwing around one of those um couldn't get anything to commit to it switched that up and, and used a, uh, a fluke on top water. That, was, uh, that got a little bit of attention. And then I think, Sean, you've heard me talk about this. Um, I think it's, it's 10,000 fishes, uh, yodo worm. You've heard me talk about that before. It's like a, it's like a sort of like a bluegill or or a shad profile, but it's got a really really fine tail uh, to it. It, I think they call it a tickle tail or something like that. And it's uh, it's it's very very subtle. So I actually I put that on a um, a keel uh, weighted hook uh, swim bait hook, and it was you know I was getting follows all over the place. Ultimately. It just got to the point where the sun was just blistering, and I switched it up, and I threw a wacky worm, a, a, an old-school set Hoodlums wild worm, classic, green and gold. And I hooked the dinkiest of all the dinks. I'll bet you this is the smallest bass in the pond. I'll bet you it was the smallest bass in the pond. A little, like, eight-incher on a good day, super tiny bass. <laughs> so then I, I was, you know, working that for a little while, had uh, a couple more bites here and there, and I just wanted to kind of switch up. Where I was, and I noticed that there was this nice little shadow line that I could get up against. So I went over to that bank and started working that bank on my way down. And I was using a swim jig. That was the other bait that that I was throwing around was uh, that six cents divine um, swim jig. With what did I have um, as as a trailer on that? Oh, I had an exopod. Uh, uh, What is it? A biospawn exopod. Yep. Great little setup. In fact, when I was rigging that up, I used a little JJ's Magic Char- Chartreuse. Spilled a little bit on my nice Samurai tactical bag. We'll talk about that bag later. Um, it's. I mean, it. I get it. it. And it actually gets worse because I was doing this rigging thing that I, I wanted to try. Sean, have you ever seen where where somebody will take um, like a Chartreuse or a White Senko and just cut like maybe maybe a quarter to a half inch of it? tiny little like disc and then they'll thread that on the back of a jig or a swim jig or a spinner bait and then they'll put their trailer on on top of that and the idea is that it's changing up the color and it's giving this super bright high-vis color right there in the center of the skirt so it kind of gives this little element there well Freaking brainiac right here is like I don't have any chartreuse senkos or anything like that. So you know what we're just gonna do? We're gonna take the tip of this bait and we're gonna dip it in JJ's magic. I love JJ's magic, it's great. So I dip this sucker in there about you know two or three segments of the exopod, get a good soak on it, take it out, and I, you know, seal the bottle back up. And then I realize I'm like, you fat moron. Now I have to put this on the swim jig, but it's got a screw lock. So now I've got JJ's magic all over my fingers as I try to screw lock this sucker on here. It, it was it, 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 clearly it did what I was hoping it was going to do. It was getting finally getting bites. So uh, that, that worked out really well. I hooked one that spit the hook when it jumped out of the water. would have been the biggest fish of the day. That was so depressing. Uh, but one thing that was very cool was that I did mark the spot on my angler app using my bullseye. And when I went back later, I deleted that uh, waypoint as a catch. And I added an extra waypoint uh, with a note just being like big strike, you know, fish spit the hooks. And this is what it was on uh, with the conditions, so that this way I can take that info and go into my database and like break it all down. That's all probably going to happen this winter in phases. I'll take information from angler and then import it there and, and get it all together. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was very good. And, and then I had gone over to uh, another big bunch of brush uh, a laydown with like all kinds of just brush piles kind of all around it. And there was just a school of tiny fish in there, and I caught a 13-inch largemouth there. And at this point, I said, Paul, I'm dying, buddy. It's so hot. Your boy is dying. I finished my water. What do you say we go get breakfast? And I introduced Paul to Mrs. Mitchell's.
1: Yeah, all right. I How are they doing Paul's. over there. I, I, I haven't been over there in a little while.
0: Mrs. Mitchell's was was hopping, man. We yeah. there was there was one right. table that needed to be cleaned, and we ultimately got that table. Like That's it true. was it was jamming. They had a, a, a meat lovers, um, uh, was it a meat lovers omelet special? Mm. And uh, I had that. It was it was fantastic. What about? I think Paul got. Did he do a hash omelet? Or, hmm. or did he do hash and eggs? I forget, but he was he was impressed. I'm like, hey, you know, Holyoke does have some quality stuff, and and Miss Mitch, Mitchell's is first on that list. Epitomizes it. It really does. It really really does. And you know, Paul I, Paul was impressed when I told him. I said, look, I go. The nice thing is about Miss Mitchell's. You got to understand, Paul is uh, he's a, a Polish immigrant. Um, for for our uh, our fans of Polish cuisine, you know what kieszka is? It's a blood sausage. I love it. It's wonderful. But blood sausages are very common amongst everywhere. I love to order the uh, the Irish traditional fry up at Mrs. Mitchell's that comes with black and with white pudding, and it's fantastic. I said to Paul, I was like, if you're if you're into it, I'm like, you can get you know a fry up and get it with blood sausage. He's like, no kidding, that's impressive. Little bit of a flavor difference between the traditional Polish kieszka and blood so I think there's like a little bit more like nutmegginess kinda of going on with the kieszka, but unbelievable.
1: I don't think I've ever had a kieszka. I know I mean I, I've had numerous different types of kielbasa, but never
0: never, never a kieszka. I love a good kieszka. I love I love to take a kieszka and just heat it up in the oven um and just just eat it you know like that just slices and it's fa- fabulous or i'll cut it in the disks and then i'll pan fry them so they get a little bit crispy on either side this is the way they do them like at mrs mitchell's the other way i like to do it is take the entire casing off and cook it like it's corned beef hash ooh and then That's put good. a couple of eggs on it it's awesome, but like when you tell people, you're like, "Oh yeah, it's you know like oats or rice or whatever the 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 grain the the I suppose the the starch is that they're using in this," and you're like, "Oh, and it's a bunch of blood," and people are like, "What? Oh my god, that's worse than liverwurst, Jesus." <laughs> nothing's worse. Than, nothing's worse than liverwurst. I ah. don't know. After 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 Swamp Rat did that on uh, Bass and Bruise. And then he did sandwich Saturdays. I went out that that next week. I had gone out and I found myself a good quality Liverworth sandwich. It was wonderful. All right, it's an acquired you, taste. I'm gonna
1: I'm gonna take your word for it yeah. on that. I'm
0: good on that. So let's see, where where were we here? So let's jump into this next little thing. And I want to play a a audio clip for you guys to kick this off. Um, But before I get into that clip, I want to say I got a message from Roadkill Nick today. Actually, upon leaving Mrs. Mitchells, and he was like, bro, first pike today. Sends me a picture, and it's a giant. It's a great pike. You know, uh, I don't know what the exact measurements are on there, but fantastic first pike, like beautiful Nick. Excellent job, man. Excellent job. So I asked him, I said, do you mind if I share this? And I say this to everybody who DMs fish picks or anything like that to me. I'm like, do you mind if I share this? Because the way I look at it, this is a platform, you know, Jigs and Bigs is a platform and, and it's about the fishing community. It's about getting to know different anglers. And I like to celebrate other people's wins with them. You know, I think that that's a, a really great thing, a really, a, a, a thing that. You probably use a little bit more of in the world, honestly. Rock so, yeah, I, I, I said to him, I was like, You mind if I share this? He's like, No, absolutely, go for it. And, uh, and so I shared it, you know, and just left some Father's Day wishes and stuff. And, uh, so congrats to him. But, uh, Roadkill Nick also delivered a little bit of gold. Last week, we had, if you folks remember last week's episode, we had, uh, Kari Townsend on the show, a Minnesota native, a Minnesota artist who, um, Sean Sean went with the uh, the hard nose questions on. For any Midwesterner, we got to learn about her uh, relationship with Fleet Farm, and uh, shockingly enough, based on her response, we got to learn a little bit about the fact that she doesn't dig on the cheese curds.
1: I, I'm still reeling, it, recoiling from that
0: information. It, I, I just yeah. I mean, you remember back in October we had that little therapy session when I was like, Holy crap, I deleted Fish Donkey because I can't handle the monthly tournaments. Folks, it was maybe a click or two less than that. I mean, I was, I was, I was talking Sean off a cliff, like talking him down. He was like, I can't believe I got nothing to live for anymore. The conversation went as follows. One Bobby Roast beef said to Sean the fisherman,
1: Sean, I'm sorry to inform you, there are people in the Midwest, the upper Midwest, that do not eat cheese curds. And me
0: with my hands over my ears was just screaming, no. No, no. <laughs> this is not real life. Went, but, on, went on for hours. But but Roadkill Nick jumped in, and he shared a little bit of information about uh, his opinion on cheese curds and where to get the best one. So with that said, here you go. Let's take it away, Nick. Cheese
1: curds are an amazing staple of the Midwest, and they are best found in Casey's. But even better than cheese curds, in my opinion, are those little deep fried corn nuggets. I could eat those all day.
0: Now if I'm not mistaken, Roadkill Nick also said that Casey's coffee is unfricken believable. If I if I if I'm not mistaken, I think he said that that, that Casey's coffee was amazing. I uh... That's actually we're, what that sound effect is—is is coffee. We're pouring, gonna have not. to d- differentiate between <laughs> yeah, liquid and Liquid pouring. I'm making piss. <laughs> <this. laughs> making piss.
1: I, I, I may have just lost a little bit of respect for Roadkill Nick, Midwestern or not. Am I gonna have to start calling him Deep Fried Corn Nugget now? Roadkill Captain Nick is gone. Captain
0: Deep. Fr- Captain Corn Nugget. Dude, cheese curds, man. Well, so this is I. I'm I'm, I'm assigning you some homework here. Sean,
1: oh go oh, shoot!
0: Because Maybe of course we know that 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 there will that that you know you you periodically spend some time in the Midwest, you know, and, yep. and you like to delve into the the local cuisine and things like that. So on your journey, if you come across a Casey's, right? I need you to give this the level of attention that you gave to Bar Taco, as far as how can we make this work for us. Now I know that. A coffee review is probably not going to happen because that will never make the trip back. Um, Maybe talk to a clerk and see if you can get a bag of whatever it is that they brew and all brew a pot. And we'll see how that that turns out. But I am curious about these corn nuggets. I need you to grab some corn nuggets. Oh, wait, if they're deep fried, I don't know if they're going to last. You remember Mm. I
1: said that uh, during our interview with with Kari, that there was a, a an intersection of commerce that had, you know, a gander camping, a cub food, a Target, a Walmart, a fleet farm, a Costco. I just looked at a map. There is also a Casey's
0: there. Oh, uh, dude. It's amazing. It's perfect. I
1: will. I will be there. I may bring a camera. <laughs> I may. <sighs> I made tapes onto my phone.
0: Instagram reels might get a little use. We'll, we'll find some way. I mean, we got to know. I mean, here we are, a couple of New England boys. You know, what do we know? Cumbies and Duncan? Come on. Hey, we can do dude, better. I do know. I have. A, remember, I've got probably at this point
1: more than a more, a little more than the big toe in the pool of the Midwest. You know, because I but not only live there for years, but, you know, married a girl from the Midwest. So I get to travel there quite goes, a bit. Yeah, it
0: goes with the territory.
1: I'll, I'll try. I'll, I, I'm sure I've been in a Casey's. Now I'm going to go in there with a purpose, with a mission.
0: Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Jesus, what the hell is that? Freaking. <laughs> that
1: was. You know what that was, that was a deep fried corn nugget. That's what it was. <laughs> God
0: damn corn nuggets.
1: God damn it.
0: No. Oh, good hey, stuff. I had,
1: a, I, I had an adventure yesterday, man.
0: You did. I hit me with some fresh. funny shit.
1: I sure did. Now. Uh, I had spoken, oh man, I mean, when did we start planning and plotting this in like February? When did we start really talking with Chris Dabari? This, this winter? I don't mm-hmm. even remember.
0: Really? We started talking with him and getting to know him when he won the giveaway. So yeah, it was, it was about winter. I think it was like November, December when yeah. he, when he won his, uh, his, his, that giveaway.
1: Yeah. So I had gotten in touch with Chris And he had some questions about a couple of certain techniques, and I said, "Well, if we ever get a chance, we'll go out and I'll just show you." Yeah. And then it kind of over the past month or so, there's been some extenuating things happening outside of the show. And um, I had a I had a chat with a couple of the more experienced anglers, and notice I use the word experienced, not better. I'm not getting into better or worse or anything. Just more experienced anglers. Yeah. Yeah, in our shall we say extended family. And um, we're just kind of, kind of informally really make an effort when we see some of our extended family, hook, set, hoodlums, stretching lines, um, three bells, anybody who may be struggling with a technique or something to try and get out and show them and say, Hey, look, this is how I do it. Yep. There's, there may be other ways to do it, but this is how I approach it. And this is why. And uh, that was something I really went out with Chris and said, you know, we're going to get out. We're going to, well, number one, we're going to see, uh, you know, how you are and what you do. And then we're going to, kind of go after a technique based on what the fish tell us. And I kind of had an inkling going in what was going to happen because over the past couple of years, the beautiful body of water up the shears that we went to has been relatively consistent on the kind of baits that the fish like to go after. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got up there, and now this is fucked up. Now, I am Mr., when it, you know, when it's fishing day, I actually get excited and have problems sleeping. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck happened, man. My alarm didn't go off. And I was woken up by Chris in my driveway calling me. Oh. Which is highly unusual. And I didn't have any of Grampy's sleep medicine that night. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? So I go running out in a pair of shorts. So Chris and I got to know each other really well, really quickly. (laughs) And I said, dude, give me five minutes. Come in the house, sit down. I got to jump in the shower. I stink like a fucking wildebeest. It's time to, you know, we'll, we'll get going. So to make up for that, I cooked him an egg sandwich, and uh, we That's hit the road. Right. We spoke, yeah, <laughs> during that we, time. We, we hit the road, and um, <clears throat> we got to the lake an hour late, which sucks. It's on me. I know. I apologize profusely to Chris because again, that doesn't normally happen to me, especially when fishing is involved. Oh it yeah, just, I was all fucked up. I don't know why, but um, we got up there. Uh, the launch is a little sketchy. I'm not going to get into the pond we were at, but there's some some nuances with the launch we got our boats in problem number one blowing straight into the launch was a 10 to 15 mile an hour wind now i have the pedal drive chris had my um my latest native ultimate mm-hmm. with the fish finder in it and all the bells and whistles but it's not a pedal yeah and chris doesn't have a shit ton of experience with in a kayaking kayak. especially in the wind and you know how that can be oh, so it can
0: be so frustrating
1: yeah, he had some problems and unfortunately it was just the day and I just tried to be positive about him like, "Look, dude, it's going to suck. You're going to have to paddle through it." And then I figured out the pattern, let him know what was going on and said, "Let's work this." And we ended up because of the wind, he just got frustrated, I think, and went to another point and said, "Dude, I got to get out of the wind" and went to a back cove that had no wind. He was hanging out there, but what I always try to tell people too is is you see people whether it's big boats, kayaks, even some shore fishermen, man, they will get out of the wind as their priority, not try to work with it to catch fish. I use it as a – I use the wind as a guide, like straight up. The first thing – like you've seen me map out lakes. The first thing I do is show where the wind is supposed mm-hmm. to be coming from, and I use that as a guide. And it was just very unfortunate Chris had to battle the wind, learn to kayaks. So what I did was – we went to another part of the lake where there was a big, deep, submerged weed bed. Unfortunately, the weeds were not at a level that I felt was conductive uh, for fish biting, and it, it proved that because I ran a number of lures over and got nothing except one mini nibbler. It was awful. The smallest fish of the day. It was a, like a seven-and-a-half-inch bass, and he hit it right as the lure hit the water, so it wasn't the lure's action. It was the fact that— Yeah, yeah right place,
0: you know, yeah, right time. I dropped yeah, it on,
1: I dropped it on his head. And I told Chris, I said, look, dude, it's going to be a little easier. It's actually going to be more difficult with me with the pedal drive because the pedal drives do much, much better, I feel, going into the wind because the back ends are heavier and the back end tends to, you know, go – your kayak tends to point into the wind because the back end gets swung kind back. Of swing, yeah. And um, I said, oh, look, at. I'm going to go with the wind. I'm going to have more problems than you are. And he was fine. He just drifted. He just kind of – straightened his boat out every now and again, just back or forth. You know, he just drifted with the wind because with the, with a sit on top, the side of the boat catches the wind like a sail. And he just, he was fine. He was facing the shore, facing, he was facing the shore, but hitting the depth where I was catching all these different size fish. Mm-hmm. And on the way, on the way of the initial way up when he was having problems, I mean, he hit a rock bass. I hit, I hit one large mouth. was somewhere between 17 and 19 inches by my calibrated eye and through the hook and, Chris got to see some of the, you know, the words that I know. (laughs) They they were hung on the air loudly. And when we got all the way up, I think I hooked. (sighs) Let me think about this. No, it was on the way back. We hooked. I hooked a bunch of fish. They were smaller, 14s, 13s, nothing big. And then when we started drifting back together, I hit an 18, which was great because little tangent here. Saturday and Sunday was a two day tournament. Um, being oh, held by right. MAK, yeah, being held by MAKB. It was a benefit for one of our members who had a little bit of an accident. He is all right, but his boat and equipment are not his boat and equipment anymore because some things went to Davy Jones' locker, and those things were pretty expensive, including a couple of batteries and a trolling motor. So we did a a really nice benefit for him. Two day tournament: pick one of the two days to fish, go out and best five fish and lunker. <clears throat> um but, well yeah it was first first place and Lunker were the only two prizes so I was out there fishing a tournament while teaching Chris like what I'm you know evaluating an environment and really finding a bite and staying on it but the first thing we did when we got out there on that first trip up I noticed something in his I'm not going to get into it but mm-hmm. I noticed something in his casting mechanics and I, I I stopped him I said do you see what you're doing and he said no and I said look I, I don't I never asked do you know if Chris has any experience in sports you know growing up whether it was did he ever mention that to you because i didn't ask and i don't know if he does he might have i I, I don't
0: i don't think so
1: yeah so i I basically what i try to do is when i'm with somebody for the first time it's just it's just me and i'm not doing it like to be condescending or an asshole sure i'm taking a peek at him just to evaluate like what they're doing i know you and i did it remember the first couple times you finished with me i was like hey just so you know this is what i see this is how you can improve it yep and it's just – it's general casting ergonomics. And I, there's a couple of things that always jump out to me with people um, when they cast. And one of them jumped out with, with Chris. And I said, hey, look what you're doing. And I said, watch, cast again. And he did it again. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And then I showed him. I said, this is how you, you know, you're doing. And I said, basically it was the equivalent of any stick sport, hockey, baseball, tennis, golf. Yep. What he was doing was he was letting go of his rod with one hand – um, on his follow through, and I said that's the equivalent of if you've got a hockey stick, only hitting with one hand. Now baseball is different because you let go on your follow through. Yeah, but but golf, you don't. You hold. You hold it all the way through. You keep your hands straight straight through. So I was like, yeah, you're letting go. Your accuracy is going to improve if you hold on, and your um your distance. Man, he straightened out in like five casts. So right off the bat, I just by watching him for three casts, I said,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I can improve this. I can help you get somewhere and you know that was the whole point is he wants to become a better fisherman i said yep. let's this is the way to do this is a way to do it yeah and you he know? was like dude i'm open ears okay show me how. Well, okay he got it boom he was right we're right on to the next thing right so on the way back uh through i got that 18 i think i got another 17 and i said mm-hmm. we're sticking on i said this is brutal because we're in the wind and it sucks for you but we have to we we found fish we cannot leave them yeah and our plan was to fish till oh fuck i don't know 11 i think and then we were going to grab lunch at my house providing we caught a couple of fish at this place this place has some pretty good water i've eaten the fish out of there before so i did what normally is a jinx for me i brought coolers with ice usually the jinx is if i
0: bring coolers with ice you're not catching anything that's a keeper
1: oh i'm catching two things dick and shit yeah (laughs) and luckily um Again, I think you guys—you know—everybody on the show has heard me say it before. I do keep fish. I keep bass. I don't keep bass over 15 inches. Yeah, I don't do it. So a trophy bass, I'm not taking. I'm taking the ones that are legal. So over 12 and to 15—that's my slot because I don't want to eat. You know, I think over 15 they start getting. You can tell they're older fish. Yep. I don't want to go risking how huh? I don't know how much mercury's in them. I don't. I mean, we're in the east. We get all the fucking good heavy metals from the sky from the Midwest and. I don't know what those are going to do to me. So I stick with the smaller ones. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we ended up uh, leaving that lake by the end of the day, with uh, or by the end of the morning, with um, the hell did I get? I think Chris caught a 14-inch smallmouth, and I caught a 15. Mm -hmm. Two bass. Our limit's 10. We kept two because that's all we needed. We got home, and Chris is like, Gandalf, show me the magic. And I made three fantastic... Large mouth bass, sauceless, extra garlic pizzas. One of them, extra crispy by request. I'll get into that in a minute. Okay. Chris is like, "This is where it's at." And I did take a couple of shortcuts. I didn't cut up fucking red onion. I bought some diced red onion. Yeah. Sue me. And. Um, Sue me. Yeah, and I got. <laughs> and here's the here's the real sin, the McCormick mixed Italian spice. Usually I use basil, preferably fresh, preferably, preferably leaves chopped up from the garden, but yeah. the basil's not growing up yet, so.
0: You do what you got to do.
1: I had to do what I had
0: you to do. You slummed it. It's
1: okay. Chris, I did. Chris yeah. was blown away. But again, the, the star of this movie was the bass that was yeah. so fresh. You know what I mean? It was, it was awesome. The third pizza, I made, I made two. Uh, me, Chris, and my wife partook. We knocked these, the two pizzas out of there. But getting on a part two of the day. Nelson had fished his knockout round in the morning. Unfortunately, man, he there was one fish he could not call out, and he ended up losing by like an inch and a half. It was just, it was like heartbreaking because I don't and think it's his so opponent close but, like that. Yeah, yeah, it, I don't think his opponent uploaded until late because I was looking at his thing and I'm like oh. Nelson's, Nelson's got three. Nelson's he's doing well. He oh he upgraded one here. He's doing great. And then an hour left in that contest because that's a nice thing about fishing chaos. You can watch everybody else's. knockouts if you're in the tournament
0: pretty cool yeah
1: yeah and yeah because i've sent you the link i've posted it on the like we've mentioned the hook set hoodlums pro staff thread usually one of us whether it's me or nelson or nate Shagnan, yep because we're always fishing different tournaments if somebody's out fishing and they want to see you know keep tabs like well you know honestly it's like watching the score of a
0: baseball game exactly We
1: we throw everybody the link and say hey you can follow along at this location you don't have to be in
0: the tournament to watch it and people can watch. It's a pretty cool feature. I think that is one of the coolest features right there. And and actually we should we should let listeners know. Download the Fishing Chaos app and check this stuff out. If you know somebody who's in these tournaments and you've kind of wanted to have that information of like ongoing progress of what's going on. If that sounds interesting to you, download it, create a profile. Even if you're not tournament fishing on your own necessarily just yet, or if, 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 you, if this is one of those things where you're like, I'm not really into it. Maybe you do the jigs and bigs or the chronic trips tournaments or something like that periodically for fun. Like this is, this is a good reason to go ahead and just download that sucker now.
1: Yeah. And it was, um, it was amazing when Nate went on that run at Pickwick because everybody on the thread oh, that we were talking God. with, we were fucking going nuts. It was great. And,
0: you know, like I said, that community's there. And it was it was pretty fucking awesome. It so, was, I mean, and Nate, like, I'm only saying this because it's Nate and it was a Massachusetts thing. But it felt like the old four World Series. That was good. Yeah. You I know mean, what I mean? <laughs> it just kind yeah. of felt like that jovial, you know, it was amazing. Yeah, we were
1: psyched and everybody was watching that. But. I was watching Nelson and unfortunately, like I said, he just, dude, shit, shit. Happened. Thank you, Nate. It's just, <laughs> it just, it just didn't happen for him, which sucks. And I, I've been in that position before and it, it hurts that knockout. She's a harsh mistress. She is. She, she is. She'll, she'll get you. But Nelson and I had plans yep. for after his knockout because he, he got the green light to fish all day Saturday. He got a so hall said, pass too. Huh? Oh, he did. Good he for did. him. Good for yeah. him. And we, we ended up sharing a very romantic sunset. Oh, I'm sure you did.
2: <laughs>
1: Two well, kayaks, we to, silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> I've got plenty of pictures. <laughs> That's going to be a shirt. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll be great.
0: Kari will be calling you to help with the artwork because I don't have the skills to make that happen. But
1: X will be great. Collab it'll, it'll will be, be awesome. Phenomenal. So we uh, Nelson had said, you know, I was up in the Berkshires out in the western part of the state. I came back down into the valley for lunch with Chris. Chris took off. He... Unfortunately, did not get more than a half day hall pass. And I regrettably informed the audience that Chris did, in fact, power wash his house Saturday afternoon on Father's Day weekend. On um, My condolences. Saturday afternoon, I then packed my shit back up, recharged my batteries and yep. went to um, where Nelson was at in central mass. He had been given a tip on a small pond. Said there were monsters in there. I said, all right, we'll give it a whack. I had in my cooler. Nelson likes his pizza not only extra garlic, which kills me, because whenever we go oh. camping, like him and a couple of my buddies are like, "You putting garlic on that pizza?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, double it up." Nelson's like triple it up and burn the fuck out of the bottom of the pizza. He likes that shit black. He likes it crispy. Yeah, he likes a yeah. little
0: char on it. I no, I, I can respect that.
1: Fuck yeah. So I get out on this pond and I've got the cooler in the back and I call him up because there's a couple of kayaks out there. I couldn't see who was what. It was a little bit of far, you know, a little, little too far for me. Yep. And he answers the phone. And I said, Hey, is that you? He goes, Yeah, I'm coming towards you right now. And I see a boat. And I he's still talking and I hang up and I scream as loud as I can. Pizza delivery for Tagasta. <laughs> Just across the lake. The other two kayaks are looking at me, like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? So Nelson got a pizza delivered, a homemade pizza delivered to him on the on the lake. He ate his pizza. I talked to him later on in the day, and he, or later on in the evening, he's like, dude, that pizza was so good. I said, Yeah. He goes, I was burping up garlic for an hour. That's ago. the greatest gross <laughs> well i don't mind a little bit but like you gotta oh. understand like the nelson and my few high school buddies that like this shit when i cook the pizzas that yep. way vampires die in transylvania from them breathing in america that's how much garlic i put in those fucking pizzas for them And i'm like you guys are out of control <laughs> you guys got a problem <laughs> but it works so nelson had his pizza we we went around the lake and again it was just fucking for me it was nibblerville Mm-hmm. Nibbler, 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 nibbler. Eleven and twelve inches, just constant. And I met back up with Nelson right as the sun was starting to go down, and he said, "I got a 19, and the rest are all nibblers." I said, "Okay, well, let's let's stick it out through dusk and see what happens." It wasn't five minutes later. I hear got a good one, and then I hear the thing jump and hit the water, and that I turn my head. Nelson got a 21. Nice, nice Dude. big pinfish. Excellent, fish. man. Beautiful, beautiful largemouth bass that had a stomach so distended it looked like it swallowed a fucking shoe. I was That's blown amazing. away. I said, "Dude, let's get some pictures." I said, "Get that on the board. Get the pictures right. I will come around and take pictures of you holding it." We got a nice little beautiful romantic photo shoot in the in the fading light. Nelson got his pictures. <laughs> we went our ways, and uh, he's psyched. And I sent him all the pictures this morning. So, yeah, he. Uh, so what he did with that fish? All right, this is where tournament angling is fun when, yep. when something like this happens 21 inch fish just took first place leading first place for the chronic trips tournament for this month by like a full inch. I mean, that's a big fucking fish. Yeah. Number two, that fish in the 19 put him into second place for that tournament yesterday. While that's not a big deal and it's a benefit tournament. And honestly, I think whoever wins it is probably going to donate the whole amount yeah. to the, the angler. It's just, it feels so good when you're in a tournament, no matter what the prize Oh, and you yeah. can hang, you can hang with some guns. You know what I mean? Like I finished seventh, but again, I fished I fished two completely different bodies of water. And um, uh, you know, it happens. Nelson got a better read on the place than I did. It's all good. He he kicked ass. And when he told me what he caught it on, I was laughing. I'm like, you know, son of a bitch, I was thinking about that about an hour ago, and I just decided to press on with what I was doing because I was getting hits. Again, one of those little I'm getting fish. I'm not getting the big ones. I didn't know the place. I'm like, yeah, I'll just keep running. I made made yesterday evening into a numbers day, and then Nelson said, I'm going to make it a numbers day and catch two monsters. Yeah. And uh, what else? Oh, he was able to put, uh, I think, one if not both of those fish into Jason Gardner's um, Maniac Angler's Big Five, which... Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah, and he put... Yeah, and you know who he bumped out of seventh place? You. Me, fucker. So... (laughs) So as we're leaving, he's putting his boat away, and I'm pulling out of my truck. I said, "Hey, man!" I leaned out, gave him a fist bump. I said, "Nice job today, man. That was awesome." I said, "I said, great job in the fucking big five and all that." And as I'm pulling away, he's laughing. I go, "You piece of shit!" And I drove away. <laughs> so yeah, it was a man, that I was a great day. Shit. I can't. I got no complaints. I ate some fucking great pizza. Caught a couple good fish. Got out with Debari, Got out with Nelson. debari is is without a doubt. He was thankful for it. He man. Yep. He's casting better right off the bat. He knows the mechanics there, and boom, yep. he's he's golden. So that was
0: my day yesterday, man. I had a blast. That's awesome, dude. That is huge. Yep. You know, you mentioned something about old glory, and I want to kind of play off of that for a quick second here. You mentioned how how you got that multi tool. That uh, who who is it that puts those out? Is it the brand is Sarge? Sarge, that's what it is. A Sarge multi tool. I just saw that display. What well, I guess it was. I think it was Thursday. I think it was Thursday. I just saw that display. It might have been Thursday. Might, might, maybe maybe Friday, but I had just seen that display because I was at Old Glory earlier this week, picking up a Father's Day gift for my dad. My dad, <laughs> my dad would never splurge on really great fishing gear. You know what I mean? He would, you know, get by with you know whatever it is that that he's got, and you know, and and make it all work. And I bought him, uh, a new spinning combo, seven foot medium. Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, cash uh, CRT rod. Very, very, very nice rod. Um, who's fucking bougie now yeah i know i know right (laughs) and then i got him uh a, a reel for it i got him a 13 fishing uh creed reel and uh i mean this this combo together is freaking absolutely beautiful it is a gorgeous gorgeous combo um he is uh Delighted. I gave him this. Oh, and I also picked up some uh, some finesse TRDs and I gave him some uh, weedless uh, Ned heads as well. Some EWG heads to kind of get him started because we're planning on being in uh, at Champlain in September. And he is so excited. We were talking about. He's like, "Well, we got to figure out, you know, where the tournament is." He's like, "I know there's a place where we can rent cabins that are a great deal because it'll be off season and it'll be all, you know what?" He's like, "We just got to figure all this stuff out." I'm like, "All right, cool, let's do it." So we have to do some logistics, like figuring out like what we're going to do for kayaks and things like that. Um, obviously, I'm gonna I'm gonna be ha- have the Titan with me in tow. I don't know if it's a good idea if we utilize the uh, my Ascend at all. I think it's just going to be way too difficult so dude if he's gonna be you know if he's gonna be with us I'm thinking I'm gonna let him take the Titan and I I would say we've got the two
1: native ultimates he's welcome to use one of those those are light too too. he'll be able to zip around for the most part I mean as much as you can you know it's not like he's gonna be bringing a quarter of
0: the tackle no no not at all not at all but we'll we'll figure it out we'll see how it goes I don't think he's ever ever even been in a sit on top kayak ever um and he did have a, an arm injury a little while ago, so I don't. Oh. You know, we'll see where he's at in well, September as far as paddling. Um, I may be paddling. That's what wait I'm. Wait a minute,
1: wait, dude. We're 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 both overthinking this. Yeah, we totally are. Why are we not either doing it like a rental from Three Belts? That's or where my head was our, our, at. I, I see. I already forgot. Like I know our, everybody's schedules are all over the place. Are they going to be at that event? I think I can't so. Remember. I think so. That so. Might, it might we, work we, out
0: even better, but if not, it might be worth looking into doing some kind of a rental. Yeah, we yeah, could we could we talk to, to them and that.
1: kind of say, hey, you guys have one rental set for the weekend because we need a pedal because, you know, your, your dad's got.
0: Oh, yeah, you know- it would definitely. I just think that that's too large of a body of water to be able to put a real dent in. Um, yeah. I do know a guide that's up in that area that I may, I may hit up. Uh, you know, and see if we can do something like that. We'll, we'll figure that out. We're getting some uh, messages here. Ber- Berkshire Brett's wishing, wishing us a happy Father's Day. He's out slaying some pike right now. Good for you, Berkshire Brett. Good for you. We got our own loaded potato. Same thing. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you. Message happy back Father's to Berkshire Day.
1: Brett. I'm hoping this is a good time. Make sure Message back. Brett, we're waiting on a recording from you. Please, as soon as possible.
0: <laughs> like Done Tonight. Deal. <laughs> Let's get to it. All right, so uh, there was there was that. So I got I got my dad an amazing uh, Father's Day gift. I, he's so excited, and in fact, it, we we're over at my sister's place, and he uh, he took a couple of casts off the back deck. He's like, I have never used a reel that is so smooth. I'm used nice. to, I'm, I'm used to, and I considered the idea of getting him a baitcaster because he and I have talked about baitcasters before. He's like, yeah, I just, I'm not, I don't really care for them. You know, it's just not my thing. So I was like, I'm going to get him a really good spinning combo. And then I, I have, I have enough gear. I'm going to get him on a baitcaster when we're in Champlain, if not beforehand, because next week we're going to try to get together and fish. And I want to get him on, on. and if that's the case, well, hey, then I can get him his, his birthday gift or Christmas gift or whatever it might be, you know, based on that. But this way he. Can use one of my left-hand retrieve reels. I have a feeling he's going to like that, and that gives me a whole lot more to go from. If he if he's into it, awesome, nice, It'll be fun, yeah,
1: playing it. So, real quick to wrap up the rest of my week. Yes, Um, I did. I do want to mention this. Um, there's a pond that I've mentioned on the show that I'm not going to give the name of, but <clears throat> a buddy of mine from high school. Uh, his family has a house up there, and he tends to fish up there a lot. He likes that mm-hmm. one place. He's not going out of. You know, he's he's actually more of a golfer than a fisherman. And uh when he fishes, he just likes to stick in that pond and he it's his familiar, you know, it's his happy place, right? Yep. So he was asking, hey, what are you doing? I don't know what the hell day it was, Thursday or some shit, Wednesday, I forget. What are you doing this night? I said, oh, I'll meet you out there. Just I usually don't like fishing in that place anymore because it's it's gotten a little bit overrun mm-hmm. over the past like ten years. There's been some renovations to the ramp and and with that comes a lot more boat yeah. traffic. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. And it's it's really gotten a little hammered. And we went there and actually caught quite a few fish, even small ones. But that was a good sign. It's a better sign than I've had in the past couple of years there. So we had a yep. good night. It was fun. So just a little shout out to uh, my buddy, Matt. He was, um, he was asking a lot of questions about the podcast and this and that. And yep. he's also asking a lot of questions about, you know, he's moving away finally from, from more expensive stick worms to exploring different brands and seeing what they have to offer because, you know, some of the stickworms out there, they're really expensive and they fucking work, but they may not be as durable as some other kinds. So what I did was I, I sidled on up to them. I, I pulled up and I said, try some of these. And I gave him a handful of uh, stretching lines, th- uh, thick, sticks thick sticks that I had on me. Sweet. So I think he put an order in with them. He was asking about some questions about them. So made sure of that And you know what I forgot to mention? This is a little bit of a recap. I'm going to hit you a couple things here. Okay. It's just little cleanup things. That Chickabee River Tournament for MAKB that we talked about last week, Mm -hmm. I did not mention that the lunker and biggest fish that put me over the top and kept me there, I've been working all year with with Stretching Lines Plastics with Damien in Connecticut. And one of the things that attracted me to to really contact him and say, "What, what are you doing with this one particular mold? was the dangler mold. I'm a big fan of flapping baits, yeah. flapping craws, whatever you want to call them, my creature craws, I don't know, flappers. And that particular lure I want to talk about a little bit because I've caught, now it, it helped me win at Quaybog and it helped me win the Chickabee River. I want to say the, the Quaybog tournament in April, it caught the second and third biggest fish that were in my bag and this one it caught the biggest. So there's something to be said about that compared to other similar flapping baits. A lot of these other flapping baits, they're really high energy, high action. Yeah. Which right off the bat, anyone would think, well, that's a positive. In a lot of cases it is. In some what cases I've not- it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. exactly. What, what I've noticed is when there's like a, a bite that's not over the top big, it's kind of a middle of the road bite, right? Like you don't have to throw on a Ned rig, but – you also don't want a gigantic trailer on a, half, you know, a fucking half ounce jig. You know, what yeah. I mean? you want something in between. Yep. What this dangler ha- I've been noticing, and I actually, if Damien's listening to this, he's going to be very happy and find out, you know, my evaluation is here. That it still flutters, but it doesn't like go crazy. I know nobody's watching. Look at my arms, Bobby. Look at me. This is this is a, a lot of the baits out there. Yep. And this one, you've seen it. It's like this. It's tight. But it, yeah. It almost it's shimmers. Like a tight kick. Yeah. Yeah. It moves, but it's just so, so subtle. So I'm finding major success using these things as jig trailers. Mm-hmm. And um, I know Damien's like, he's like I said, he's been waiting a long time to hear some sort of something back from me on this because I asked him for specific colors. He fired them my way. And honestly, since April, I really haven't said anything. They've won me two tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> Flat straight out. Out of four tournaments I've been in, they won me two of them.
0: Sounds so, awesome. Yeah, they they are they're they're killer baits, man. I'm a big fan of the stretching line stuff. I I love the dangler is unbelievable. I'm a big fan of the nub. You know, no. huge fan of the nub. The beefcake I like for a bunch <laughs> of different reasons. It's good. I'm I'm a child. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm a big I'm a big I'm a big nub guy. You might You're say big nub guy. Big I nub, love my guy. nub. <laughs> Big fan of the nub. Hey, weird, weird thing that, uh, that happened over the weekend as well. That was, I mean, like kind of show related, but very adjacent. Um, I was at my kid's, uh, dance recital, um, this past weekend and I'm watching the show and I was actually, I was there with my mom, two things. First off, my mom says, uh. So the podcast is pretty good, you know. I mean, it's uh, it's you guys are are really doing pretty well with that. I did not know that my mom listens to the podcast. The That's o- scary. The other thing she says, she's like, "That guy that you do the podcast with, is that Sean?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "He swears a lot," <laughs> and I'm like, "Wait, well, you know, mods? It's it's not like I, you know." have a squeaky clean mouth or anything she's like no but he swears a lot and i'm like good that's what we want we like that you know and she's just like it was just an observation but another like bizarro sort of meeting i have there was uh a, a, a young woman who comes up to me and says excuse me is your name bobby and i said yeah she goes i'm sean the fisherman's sister <laughs> and i was like yeah. oh oh really?" And she goes, yeah. She's like, we're sitting right over there. And I heard you talking. And she's like, I know that voice. And I'm just like, holy shit, really? Thanks. That's amazing. So, you know.
1: And I saw her t- I saw her today. We talked about that. Nice. <clears throat> and I asked, um, I said, well, I think you've met Bobby before because one of her best friends was a manager for years at one of the local uh, bar-, bar and grills. And we could talk oh, about okay. that later. Yeah. But you did... I did um, trivia there. You, trivia or I think, dude, I think it might've been DJing. This was really? a long time ago. We're Maybe. talking 10 years ago. So oh, I don't really? know what you were doing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think know. you were doing, you were doing something there. And uh, again, we'll talk about it off air, but she said, well, she probably, he probably wouldn't remember me, but you're deaf. When I mentioned who the manager was, you're definitely going to remember it because people don't forget the manager.
0: So I'm just going to throw a name out there. Was it Carrie? Yeah! Oh yeah! All right! All right! No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it was trivia. Yeah! Yeah! In fact, you know what? I I think I may remember that in that that specific instance. Yeah. Holy crap! It's a, it's a small freaking world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but holy shit! That, that was. That, and my mom sitting there being like, holy shit, somebody recognized you from your voice? Holy crap. Because I'm like the black sheep in my family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my sister's super successful and everything. And here I am I'm, I'm in my basement swearing into a microphone about fishing, for Christ's sakes. You
1: know? But look at the bright side. <laughs> you're not swearing as much as I am. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the funny thing was I had, when, I, when I had gotten off the phone with you or whatever, you're like, hey, I just met, you sent me a text saying, I just met your sister. And I knew yeah. you were at the recital, and I'm thinking, what the hell is she Bobby doing? Missed, Bobby didn't mean to send this to me. And I go, my sister? And you said, yes, your sister. And then you sent the a picture of her shoulder. I'm like, oh, there she is, because you were sitting directly in the row behind them, <laughs> yeah, her exactly. and her husband. And I'm like, now I'm like, well, what the hell is my sister doing that? I'm thinking, and I'm thinking. And I called my mom, and I said, just to verify this, does her husband's niece go to dance my mom says, yes, they're at the recital. And I said, ah, and then I told her the story and my mom starts laughing.
0: That's so freaking my, funny.
1: My mom did also not say, you swear too much, but I've heard her say in the past, so it's all right. There you go. I, I mean, reference. what I tell everybody, whether it's people who listen to the show or people I meet in the street or, I mean, even a couple times, prospective collaborations slash advertisers, yep. I just say straight out, number one, we're a podcast, the FCC doesn't, really apply. care nope yeah doesn't apply doesn't care number two i served my country for 20 years i swore before i served my country during that service i swore more and while i retired the that swearing did not, swearing did not. No. and i'm never going to apologize for yeah yeah it's well but swearing on the podcast is different it's not like i'm at the gas station going hey good morning fuck face you know to <laughs> so whoever walks by i you know Nice fucking coffee. I say it <laughs> on the podcast. You but. got no
0: fucking ice? I got to drink this coffee hot? <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful fucking morning we're having, huh? Uh, Although I
1: probably should start doing that. Who's you
0: know? the fucking piss cup to put gum in the locks?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. Now I'm starting to evaluate this. I'm not getting a. I'm, I'm not getting a complex. I'm going to continue swearing in my normal business. But we. I did come up with a segment called Fuck This Guy. I don't... Really,
0: I, I said to my mother, and I'm like, "It's it's blowing up. It's, it's, people love this, this segment. It's ridiculous. I'm like, and it makes I we get so much joy out of it, and we give so much joy.
1: We do, we do. <sighs> um, so shot? we you mentioned the um, you mentioned the Sarge knife, the uh, Sarge multi tool uh, rack at Old mm-hmm. Glory. That same multi-tool, the reason I wanted that was um, that was one of the top three prizes that we awarded for the uh, Chronic Trips tournament in April. Yeah. And I saw that. And with my mind on prizes now, I just wanted to to throw out there that uh, for the Jigs and Bigs tournament from last month, You and I got together. We got everything packed up. I have reached out to the winners. All the winners have been contacted except for one, which I'm contacting tomorrow, and that's going to be quick because it's a drop-off, more than likely. They're in my vicinity. Oh, that's perfect. Um, The long-distance packages were mailed out last week by myself. Uh, I haven't heard anything back, so I guess I'll reach out and make sure everything got there. And then um, the other, the local folks, I know one of them frequents Old Glory, so they're getting a drop-off this week. Yep. And I'll be leaving it there. They can pick it up at Old Glory. The other person I is not, is on the other side of us, uh, on the Western side. So I'll be working with them. They just haven't gotten back to me, they said, at some point. But that's that. So the prizes are, should be all distributed by the end of the week, mm-hmm. unless there's any sort of
0: shit Snapple outside of my or anything. But, yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like they've been shipped, folks. If they're, you know, If it fits, it ships. It's on its way. Yep, that's the beauty yep. of it. Uh, one thing I do want to mention before we we uh, wrap up and we go to our first break is is this next week's show is uh, we're recording it very very early and it's a special. Here's why: because uh, I'm 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 actually going to be working in Las Vegas for that week. I'm going to be working um, at uh, uh, an expo uh, out there for. Um, Well, I'm going to be working for the trivia company that I work with, and uh, basically I will be unavailable to record uh, a show for the week, but uh, because we sort of pride ourselves on consistency and giving you guys a great product, we're recording a segment this week that's going to run on the 29th, and this is the discussion where we get into advantages, you know, um, advantages in this, this, this conversation came up with, with kayak fishing specifically, uh, regarding pedal versus paddle, uh, and, and the various, you know, stripes between, um, we have a conversation with myself with Sean. We have uh, Derek from Three Bells that's joining us, which is great because specifically regarding this, like he he actually is is in the industry where he sees these products and and he knows the um, the the technical specifications as well as. Maybe some of the drive of why people are drawn to to make a decision one way or the other. So his his information will be good. Um, Who else do we have on that show with us? We've got Joe from Old Glory. Joe from Old Glory
1: uh, is with us, and the man who who sparked the fire. That's right, Billy Joel. Yep.
0: Oh, Wild Bill. Wild Bill. Speaking of Father's Day, Wild 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 Billy Joel, your son. That's what I was going to say, you know? Oh, I'm sorry. I stole yeah. your thunder. No, no, no. It's great. It's great. I'm just saying.
1: Yep. So I'm looking very forward to this conversation. We are going to plumb the depths.
0: It's going to be a what good one. Ed-
1: what is an advantage? Can one gain an advantage? Are they out there?
0: Are they what not out there? What does that actually there? mean? What is what is what even is an advantage, and what does it mean to the totality of everything? You know, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna talk about all this stuff, and it's a conversation. And actually, I wanna I wanna throw a little shout out to uh, to to Alex uh, Swamp Rat Fishing on uh, his newest episode of Bass and Brews. He had Paul Roberts. You guys might know Paul because Paul. Well, Paul recorded the fuck this guy intro. He's the guy that goes, fuck this guy. That's Paul. <laughs> they got into a conversation a little bit about this, and they kind of which was kind of nice because they started the calls. You know what I'm saying? They really so we can kind of rev up on a lot of this stuff. They had some good insight, interesting points of view we're going to go back and forth and a big, big shout out. And thank you to, to, to Alex, because you know, he's, he's very complimentary about our show uh, all the time. And, and he was, you know, mentioning that this is a special that's coming. So that's, it's going to drop on the 29th for you guys that Tuesday. That's what that, that episode is going to cover from beginning to end. And trust me, I think you're going to love it. Um, we may have an interview in there. I've got a bunch of recording happening this week. We'll sort of see how it goes, but uh, that is primarily the focus right there is advantages. So, I think I think that about does it for this first segment right here. Guys, we're going to go ahead and take a short break right now. Uh we'll be back with more we're going to talk about. I have uh in our just the tip uh segment. I have uh, a tip for for bank anglers. Um but but this regards versatility. Uh and and it can be applied to Almost any fisherman that's out there, whatever your preferred method is, this will kind of fit the bill for everybody. So uh, we'll be back right after this short message from Old Glory Outdoors. We'll see you guys in just a bit. Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, baits, X-Zone lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or Order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code Jigs and Bigs, and you'll save ten percent off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan "Start 'em young" to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code Jigs and Bigs. Save some money and gear up now. Bobby and Sean now have a special presentation for us all. They'd like to give everyone just the tip. Yeah, just the tip. Just the tip. That's what this is all about. And you guys get uh, a tip, something hopefully that that uh, that you can use to help kind of enrich your fishing experience. You know, I love how that we play that super perverse, uh, you know, <laughs> Very tongue-in-cheek intro right there. Super cheeky. And then I try to play it off like this is a legitimate, like, hey, yeah, we're gonna better your fishing situation. And every
1: time I have to mute myself and I come out of it laughing because I'm 12 years old and it is not getting old. It's just not. I'm I'm going to listen to this for years to just laugh.
0: I love it. I love it. But no, this so this tip is um it's just I've 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 been uh, a staunch advocate of what I'm about to say for about three years now. Um, so here's the thing: I do a lot of bank fishing. I I, I really do. I enjoy bank fishing. Actually, I love the idea of packing up light and then going out with um, as minimal gear as possible. I don't ever like to go with just a single rod. Um, taking two to three isn't going to break anything. Like it's it it, it works so that's the, that's what the, but i think that the cardinal rule for b- the bank fisherman is sort of to pack light because you got to be able to go around and get from spot to spot to spot sometimes your access is going to be really limited and you know you might have to just you know walk for you know a, a mile or two or you know change change locations you could be putting on some some steps through the day you know and one of the things that I have done, and I've, I've looked into this as far as, like, organizing tackle. I've looked at what some other people have said regarding, like, what's the best decision for a bag and things like that. And, you know, a lot of people say, like, oh, well, you know, walking with, uh, you know, if you're going to carry a bunch of tackle, like, a backpack is great for you. Yes, it is. If you're carrying a too much tackle, a backpack is what you want. But if you're carrying a small amount of tackle, I am a very huge advocate of using a sling style bag. And here's why. Uh, You can take this bag and while it's on you, you can spin it around to your front side and then open up generally a lot of these pockets. And that's really sort of the feature that you're looking for. I recommend to a lot of folks, if you're gonna look into a sling bag, get something that you can try on, or if you're gonna order online, make sure that you're able to return it if it doesn't necessarily jive for you. So I'm gonna walk you through the bag that I'm using right now. The bag that I use is a sling pack from uh, Samurai Tactical. Samurai Tactical is an amazing company. They sell their fishing bags exclusively through Dick Sporting Goods, but these bags are fantastic. So when I wanted to check one out. I had seen a bunch of you know content on Instagram on YouTube uh, through some of their channels before. And I found this one bag, and what, what I immediately did was I walked over to the display and I grabbed a 3,700 box because I wanted to put a 37 in this bag. Ultimately, what I, what I carry in this bag is a 3,700 box that I call a day box. This covers pretty much whatever baits I feel like I will be throwing. So yeah, it does kind of mean that you have to stock this uh, with a little bit more consideration. So I spend a lot of time with, um, looking at types of baits for versatility. Uh, I look at conditions. I try to play off of any experience that I've had or info that I may get from, from others who can tip me off to this works, you know, here. So you have to pre-program this box a little bit, but the, the advantage that it gives you is that you're incredibly mobile. The other thing I carry in this bag is I like a bait binder, but it has a large packet, where a pocket rather, where if you just wanted to take your individual bags of soft plastics, you could just fill this sucker. Um, there's a, f- a few items that I always always have on this bag. And uh, those are like a scale. I've always got a scale in there because you never know when you're going to catch a PB, you know, and, and want to do a replica, you got to get those numbers. Uh, I always carry, even if I don't have my catch board on me, I always have a measuring tape. Uh, and I'm talking about like a tailor style measuring measuring tape so that you can take the measurements that way. Uh, it's just a good practice to have. I've always got a set of pliers on there that I keep accessible. And I always keep, uh, what's what's odd is my, my uh, braid shears and my line clippers, I don't keep those on the bag. I actually wear those around a lanyard regularly because if I do have to take the bag off or anything like that, or I just, it force a habit. I like having them them right there around my neck, easy to grab. So anyway, uh, the main focus with this is, is versatility. That's why a sling bag allows you to do so much. And I'll give you an example. I had recently done some trout fishing at a local river, uh, a very popular area where, out where I am. And, and unfortunately, my, my trip got cut unbelievably short. And it got cut short because of a thunderstorm that had kind of like snuck right into the area and it got very treacherous to fish. So my plan was to go and catch some some trout and uh, fill the freezer a little bit, you know, maybe get ready for uh, a good Friday night fish fry at the uh, roast beef household. And what I what I had done was I took a, uh, I, I take my 3700 box out because I keep a, a very small trout box and I was able to keep that trout box where I put my bait binder and I took my soft plastics out uh, because everything that I need is in this little trout box right here. So what I was doing was throwing around a, a, a small jerk bait. It was great. It was getting some, some action. That's, that's not the, the point here. The point is the main pocket of the bag where I keep that 3,700 size box, what I had done was I had taken an insulated bag from a grocery store and I had fitted it in that pocket and then I had put a ice pack in there. Um, we, we get uh, imperfect foods deliveries, butcher box, things like this. And they're always sending ice packets. So we have these to spare. And I went down into the deep freezer, grabbed one of those, threw that in the box. And then on top of that, I put a, uh, a Ziploc one-gallon freezer bag. And the idea, after I tightened up the strap, was that this bag would stay dry it didn't go past my waist at all, so as long as I didn't go any deeper than, than that, the bag would stay completely dry. But if I caught any decent fish that I was going to keep, I could then just spin the bag around to my front side, unzip that pocket, take the fish out of the net, slip it right into the freezer bag, zip it all back up, pop it back around, and then keep fishing. So this would allow me to keep it on ice as I was, you know, going throughout my wet waiting adventure, you know, and, and and make it what it was. So this is a bag. I am a huge, huge advocate. I love the Samurai Tactical Bag. It's great. But I've had other sling bags. Um, some of them were fantastic. Some of them were unbelievably cheap. Uh, it's just all about figuring out the dimensions of the ba- that bag and making it work. The final tip for you guys is to modify your bag. Look at what it has four options. Uh, my bag has uh, some of what they call the, the Molly straps on the front end. It has very few. Uh, there are, are some other tactical bags that are covered with these straps, and it makes um, connecting other accessories very, very easy. But with this one, they're very few, but there are a couple of tabs, these fabric loops, uh, nylon loops, where I was able to take a carabiner, and then using some uh, some paracord, I was able to fasten some straps together to hold my net and my catch board firmly in place to this bag. So this way, if I'm bank fishing and we're doing a tournament, I've got everything that I need right there. Uh, you know, At my disposal, all I have to do is just basically take the accessories off when I get to a spot, pop them back on, and then I'm on my way. But it makes it very, very easy for me to have Basically, one free hand and the other hand holding my rods. I don't have to carry anything else. Everything is attached to the bag. So that's my tip for this week. Uh, You know, when it comes to bank anglers, when it comes to if you're in your kayak, this is a great way to move your stuff. You know, I'm not a big crate guy. I just don't take that much gear at one time. This is a great way to get out there, throw the bag in the back, maybe take the 3700 box out, put it under your seat. If you're going on somebody else's boat, this way you can you can even actually just wear the bag while you're fishing the back end of the boat and then access your stuff easily, not take up any kind of floor space or anything like that. It makes it nice and easy. Anyway, hope you guys got something out of that. That is my just the tip. Good luck with that. If you have any questions or anything, or or want, you know, maybe, maybe I should do a, a a video, Sean, and and do a walkthrough of this bag. I think it would be extremely helpful because, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, I saw the
1: modifications you did for your catch board. Yep. When we that one time we went out to uh, the Connecticut River with Wild Bill. That's right. Really informative stuff, man. Definitely put that up. And uh, the only thing I can add is that the 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 bag, bringing the the plastic bag with the ice, just in case you do catch something edible. For those of you who do eat fish, or you know. God forbid you, you, you bat, you know, deep hook, gut hook a fish and that thing ain't going to survive.
0: That lake trout. <laughs> remember when
1: yeah. Yeah. If it's legal, dude, we, we eat fish. Yeah. I mean, why not keep it? Those are, those are some, that's some great stuff, man. Don't let and especially. It go to waste. Yeah. <clears throat> especially that, uh, that modification you did for the catch board with all the monthly tournaments
0: going on. Oh yeah. You know, not it's a bad, uh, not a bad idea. Awesome. So what do we got? What do we got next? We have, oh, that's right. I know what we've got next. So today's Fuck This Guy segment right here is about me. Fuck me. Very, very surprising entry this week. Yeah, very surprising entry. So, uh, and actually, it just happened today as we record this. While I was out on this heavily pressured body of water, there's and especially today, Father's Day, everybody's getting out there and fishing with their dad, or they're just getting out there to kind of like, you know, I mean, there's you talk about a pressured body of water. Today is the day it's getting all the pressure. All the families are out. It's just it's it's bananas. So. Why am I on the Fuck This Guy segment? Because this is what went down. Uh, Bobby Rose Beef kind of pulled a dick move, a little bit. Uh, And I kind of feel bad about it. But uh, essentially, uh, this is this is the breakdown. I was fishing along this one bank that had a series of real fishy-looking spots, laydowns, lots of grass, like just, just great areas that just spoke to me. And I was throwing a swim jig around and just kind of doing my thing and repositioning myself. We had barely any wind, and it was a beautiful day to be out on the kayak fishing. And uh, I I go over to this one area. I come around to the end of this little cove where we come up on this one point. And there's a trail that comes out on this point. And then there's basically like it does like a almost like a trident shape, there's uh, a, a, a tiny pathway that goes down to the left side of it, one to the right side of it, and then the one that's right out on the end of that point, and I saw that there were a couple of lines, uh, someone's, you know, fishing off the bottom, probably fishing for trout, there's trout in this pond, and they had a couple of lines right off the front of that point, so, you know, knowing, obviously, that, that I was not going to get too close to that point. To make my way around, I start kind of, you know, maneuvering around this cove and I'm trying to work all of it. Well, this one guy comes over and he says to me, hey, I'm fishing over here. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like I, I, I didn't even, I didn't even see any lines, you know? So I kind of start paddling back to kind of like give myself a little distance from him. He's like, you know, once I apologized and kind of diffused it, it was one of these things where he was, was a lot more understanding. We actually had a pretty decent conversation, uh, about how they weren't biting. And then what's odd is (laughs) he started biting immediately after I went to the other side of that point. (laughs) Just saying. And, uh, I had gone over and as I made my way around this point, I then saw that I just couldn't see the line because there happened to be a shadow from the trees overhead and I couldn't see his his stuff at all. So I mean, you know, mm, fuck me. <laughs> Basically.
1: I'm not gonna hammer you too bad on that. Yeah. But you the way I approach things like that, and this is, I mean, you got I always just try to keep a head up. I'm always looking for people fishing, and I'll just yell,
0: I'll yell at them, hey, you got any lines in the water? I don't want to fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. It's one of these things where I I thought I I saw where they had lines and I didn't realize that they were on that one, one side of the point. And as I made my way around, I saw them and I was just like, ah, it is what it is. Now I did hook up with one fish on the other side of that point and these guys left shortly thereafter. They definitely saw um, me catch this fish. Um I don't know what that necessarily means, but I mean I wasn't I wasn't too close to them. This was on the other side and it was wide open over there. But, you know, I like to think yeah. that, you know, it is so fuck me. Yeah. Open your eyes, jackass. I know. <laughs> I know I was too I was too in it you know what I mean I was I was like oh that looks fishy let's go cast up under these you know branches and let's you know let's drop this jig over here you know it it happens didn't we get a fuck this guy story
1: about someone who had it was Bill right Bill had run across someone's line they just left their lines out and went into their house on a lake what's that I
0: don't remember if it was Bill but I do remember hearing the story yeah I think it might have been Bill
1: that's the opposite of this story. This one, I mean, it goes, we always say, you know, give people etiquette or give people space. It's part of etiquette. Yep. 50 yards is usually a thing, so it applies to us, too, I guess. You know, you got we got to keep our eyes open. Oh, yeah. It's all good.
0: No, 100%. So,
1: at least you apologized and had a good conversation out of it. That's, yeah. That's, you know, that, that, might, that might redeem you from the fuck this guy it, segment, but, you know. And you know what?
0: <sighs> there was a part of me that was like, I should offer this guy some stickers. Oh, you should have! I really should have. I really well, should have. D- definitely fuck Let's you. Definitely That's- fuck me. That's really. <laughs> I really should have. I didn't even think about it. I really didn't even think about it. I'm like, I, although, I don't know if I had any in my bag to tell you the truth. Mm. But even if the thought was there, I should have. I should have checked, and if I had them, I should have offered them.
1: <sighs>
0: fuck me. B- bad, bad Robert Prosciutto. Mm-hmm. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about dropping the ball. Yeah. I'm- Oh, so let's go ahead and jump into this. We got some information about the Chronic Trips tournament and uh news and information regarding the July Jigs and Bigs tourney preview. So, why don't we uh let's let's go ahead and oh, you know what? I got I got to go ahead and give you this music. You you've earned it. You you've you've 100% earned it. You ready? And we-
1: It's like metal. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Sean's going to talk about tournaments. Yeah. Kick ass. All right. Welcome to the beginning of the week. Is the beginning. It's the 20th. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute, dude. If it's the 20th, Jesus. Week three is almost over.
0: Holy shit. It's crazy. Well, this month is flying by. Oh, my
1: God. All right. We are uh, coming to the end of week three of the Chronic Trips tournament for this month. I'm going to go ahead and let us let us all know the... Current one, two, three, four. We'll go top five today because there's a tie at five and then things drop off. I'll just to accentuate where the top five are at, I'm gonna give the sixth place person just because I feel like it. So at sixth place by himself with a with a total of six points is me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to cross. I'm in sixth place, yeah. I've only got six points. I, I mean um I I don't want to say what could happen over the next couple of weeks or yeah. the remainder of this tournament. Yeah. We're not going to say anything. All I can tell you is tune in folks. I have plans. That's that's all I'm going to say. Keep an eye keep an eye on Sean the Fisherman. I'm 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 subtly poised in sixth place with 6 points and anything can happen. We'll just leave it at that. So, we have a tie for fifth place. Our guy Burke Chabret and Sticky Fred, each have 10 points. Nice. Nelson has moved up a notch with that massive largemouth from yesterday. He's got 11 points in fourth place. In third place, my boy and yours, Nate Shagnon, dude. Nice. 16 points on the back of not one, but two Massachusetts State pin yellow perch yesterday. That's right. I I got that phone call. Yeah. And, And he was very excited because... He uh, he looks like he has set the record for yellow or white perch for chronic trips uh, by a quarter inch over his buddy John Conan.
0: Oh no kidding! So, That's yeah, great. Yeah, he set a
1: record on that. Yeah, it's been really. This has been a, a very fruitful tournament for records being set. Yeah. All right, and uh, Nate's got 16. Like I said, uh, there's a little bit of a jump here to second place. Jerry House is now in second. I, th- I believe the last time we talked, he was in first place. He's got 24 points. Jerry. I, I tell you, man, like this year, this fishing season, every monthly I've seen Jerry participate in, he's just been a beast with multi-species. Like, yeah, I'm looking really at his, has. I'm, I'm looking at his points now. He's like, first in striper, second in catfish, second in perch, second in pickerel, second in sunfish, second in trout. Uh, as far as any five totals goes, he's second in that. It's like... He's killing it, man. Jerry's all over the place with uh, with with the multi species, which mm-hmm. is exactly what you need to do in this type of tournament. Now, the big number, Jesse Jones has jumped Jerry Howes for first place. He has twenty seven points. The man's catching sharks. The man's catching stingrays. The man is doing really well in salt water and uh, and he's got first place in a couple of categories in the fresh too. He's first in catfish. He's first in crappie. He's first in sunfish, and no he's first shit. in the ne He's first in the any five based on the just the crazy number of sharks he's caught. He's just he's the dude's pounding sharks. This he's pounding this, sharks. <laughs> this was the shark apocalypse that I honestly expected to come from Nelson in North Carolina. It has materialized in New England. The man is the I believe he's in New England. I don't know whatever. It it's materializing somewhere else in the country, and Jesse Jones is responsible. So all that being said, we've got our first through sixth that I, you know, delivered today. Jesse was the first to 200 points or 200 points, 200 inches, and is on the verge of 300. He would be the first person in the Chronic Trips tournament to hit 300. So keep it up, Uh, Jesse. I actually sent him a a little bit of an encouraging message today because he said he Mm -hmm. was out fishing for sharks this afternoon, and um, he was at like 280 something. So... There's a record broken because my former record was 280 even. I think he was at 282 or 288, something like that. 288, maybe. Whatever. Yeah, great job. Um, again, Nate's got that perch record. Jesse's got the shark record, and we've gone of, we've gone over all the other records that have been set this tournament. So, chronic trips once again, hitting our scratching our multi-species itch around these parts for the fresh and the salt water. So, great job, everybody. Keep it up. Um, I believe this week I'm going to be trying to contact Seth, get over to Old Glory, take care of some prizes. Yep. There's a reason for this week, and we'll, um, we'll roll from there. Um, I do have a note. Uh, we did have a prize that is not going to be a category that actually kind of got wiped out this tournament. Um, unfortunately, uh, uh, Mark was not able to participate in this tournament. Mark Huard. So... I mean, we're not going to be awarding a trout prize because mm-hmm. it's beat Mark it's not biggest trout it's beat Mark and if Mark's not here default so yeah. he's got a, he's got some other stuff going on and uh, unfortunately couldn't be a part of this tournament but hopefully he'll be back in uh, August August nice it's very unusual to see a chronic trips tournament without Mark you know firing 20 inch brown trout around like they're guppies you know it's, I mean? true. it's true. It's true. It's it's a hallmark of this tournament, and you know, unfortunately, he couldn't do it this this month. So we'll see what happens for the next one, and hopefully, he's uh he's got the time to to punch some trout right in the throat, right in the throat. The so shifting gears slightly, the next Jigs and Bigs tournament. Uh, I am planning on having it up for pre-registration at some point this week. You and I will do a media blitz. Yep. Um, at the time of this recording, it is not yet up. I am expecting a little bit of a service call tomorrow, and hopefully, the th- the issues that uh, are preventing me from getting this going should be resolved, and we're good to go. That's Not on awesome. wood.
0: Yeah, yeah. There, there will. You know, you guys are going to know immediately once uh, registration goes open uh, is is available for this this tournament on Fishing Chaos. First off, if you're using the app with any kind of regularity for other tournaments, you'll see it show up. Um, also, we're gonna hit hit it hard on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, uh, and we're gonna drop a spot in uh, whatever episode you know the, that we're on when this this occurs. So, try and get as many people uh, registered before we start the tournament as possible. It's just a good move. So, uh, very exciting. I think it's gonna be fantastic. We have got an amazing month of June lined up. Of yeah, July, give, July
1: even. July. Get, getting those uh, registrations in early. It it always like we know what Brant did. Brant Rowland did in that last tournament. He came in late and then got his feet under him. Yep. While he was in the middle of this tournament, he basically gave everybody two weeks and still won it. It can happen to anybody if you're on fish. Oh yeah. You know, keep keep rolling. So, uh, but it, it, for some of our some of our folks, some of our listeners that are not competitive fishing and are not doing this stuff day in day out, it I, I understand it can be very intimidating coming into a tournament and you're like man i catch bass and all of a sudden what's leading a 21 it's only three days into the tournament i get that but just remember you can this tournament's unique where you can chip away at that lead yep if you beat somebody in one category man you're taking points from them
0: you know everybody appreciates that (laughs) that's exactly it keeps it exciting it keeps it very exciting so exactly don't be afraid
1: <laughs> yeah, jump in, but try to jump in early. It gives you more time to fish, more time to get on the water, more time to turn fish in, and it's a blast. Yep. I, I did really have a blast ju- judging all those fish last time, and, and um, I'm having a blast now with Chronic Trips, as I always do, and looking forward to the next. What do we got? So it's June is almost wrapped up. Yep, we're gonna. June have will be wrapped July. up next week. Yep, July will be a Jigs and Bigs. Yep, August will be a Chronic Trips. Mm-hmm. September will be a Jigs and Bigs, and October to wrap the Europe will be a Chronic Trips.
0: It's going to be pretty awesome, man. Yeah, very, very exciting. Very yeah, it's exciting. Been,
1: it's been great. I do have to make one. This is a, this is actually a cool note. We've we've actually gone through this in other tournaments. If you're saltwater fishing in the chronic trips and you catch stingrays, the tails don't count. It's yeah, just the body. Just the the body. last. What do you call them? The the little back fin. The butt cheek know, fins. Piss flaps. Whatever those things are.
0: Piss flaps. Oh my god, dude. <laughs>
1: Whatever you know what I'm talking about the floppers the flappers the saying. floppers yeah those little that's the the ass end of the stingray so not the tail not even the base of the tail wherever those flapper things end that's you know that's where I'm I'm counting a stingray body count you can, just, your floppers. On, I mean, you can catch a shitty stingray and because of the tail it can be 48 inches long that's really not fair you know yeah so there you go that's all no big deal I did encounter that with Jesse and yep unfortunately when I moved the rules over from fish donkey to uh, fishing chaos for whatever reason that got lost in the shuffle, I don't have that note in there. And I just said, look, this is the way we've been doing it. I'm not going to, that's something I'm not going to bend on. Like yeah. I, I, bent on the video thing because
0: it's we just had to learn a that anew. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But the, the tails, yeah, it's really not fair. So that's that for the tournament stuff. Yep. Um, fishing report. Once again, Cheryl's killing it. job. Yeah. yeah she does. Yeah. She does She's a great absolutely job. Absolutely
0: killing it with a fishing report definitely love it um you know we we're we're lucky to have the folks uh feeding us some information from their perspective areas like this is this is something that you know we we take a lot of pride in like this is this is huge so we we thanks to them you know thanks to cheryl for making it look and read like so well (laughs) you know i mean she's taking a lot off our plate so that's we appreciate her that is awesome um She also one said one thing I oh, go ahead I was going to say she also chimed in I did a poll recently on uh, over the weekend um about the names of different sandwiches and uh what what it was I, I was like you know what do you call this where you are is it a sub is it a a a, a, a hoagie is it a grinder and uh, and Cheryl uh very enthusiastically said grinder with uh, about 200 exc- exclamation points um and you know, as uh, as anyone based in Western Mass or or even Connecticut, I'm learning, yeah, that's that's where the grinder is king. Yeah, grinder. Yeah. This, is, I mean, you know, there's always regional names. It's not, names for it's not just uh, Howie's favorite app on his phone, folks. Jeez, I had to go there. You did. I did. <laughs> Howie's not here. You know, we being in
1: the military and being um, stationed and working with large groups of people from all over the country You're that's huge large people. I'm like, thanks. Well, there's some large people too. I mean, it, you know, the fitness standards weren't what they were or weren't, weren't always what they are now. True. Um, some of the, uh, well, look at just the I'm retired now. I don't really give a shit about this for when I initially enlisted and, you know, everybody laughs at this. When I tell this story, the fitness test for me, for my branch of service for the first, like geez, two to three years, was a cardio test where they measured your pulse and what the hell was it i think it was your pulse and your heart rate it was your heart rate as you got it was almost like a mini stress test as you did more and more physical activity but you your test didn't start until your heart got to a certain rate oh Okay? okay so it worked In reverse for people that were extremely healthy and people that were extremely unhealthy. So I used to smoke cigarettes to get my heart rate up fast enough to start the test. Before I would go into the gym, in my gym clothes, I'd smoke a butt. I'd walk in, my heart rate would be perfect, and I would just sail through that test, smoking a pack and a half a day. My shop chief was a uh, quit. He had quit smoking 10 years prior. He was marathoning. He failed every fitness test while he was there until he retired because he never got his heart rate high enough to start the test because he was super healthy. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> he would after like the first couple of years, he's like, you sons of bitches. All you guys do is smoke butts and you win. You, you, you pass the test every time. Now, after I'm trying to think what year that went away, I think it went away four years in a service for me. And then, after that, it actually became a push-ups, sit-ups, running test where mm-hmm. that you can't you can't bullshit that. I mean, you can with a couple of things, but it's not like it's not easy. Yep. You know, um, you're getting timed on a run. You got to do so many. You're getting timed on push-ups. You're getting timed on sit-ups. So it all Beat depends on clock. who's counting them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But no, it was great because uh, I got my fitness test today. Oh, you going to get some Gatorade and some water. Nope. Going to get a pack of cowboy killers. <laughs> it's awful. Um, oh. for this, for this last week's report, I'm going to, I'm going to pull back just a, a little bit of beef curtain here with the fishing report. All of us that are contributors, uh, we have a group text set up. We send Cheryl our information and sometimes we send pictures if we have them last week, Tim Jacks's section of the report came with three pictures One of them, he was shirtless holding a bass, I believe. (laughs) So, I read the report. I do not recall if the shirtless picture was in there. So, if anybody wants to see Tim Jacks without a shirt on, northeastwildwoman.com. Jigs and Big's fishing report from last week. Have at it.
0: I mean, just, I I just, I got to know. I got to know. Now, (laughs) Bobby Roseby, it's 2021. You can do this without shame.
1: Oh. Without, fe- without fear of, of repercussion, just do it, man. Just do it. So I'll take this moment while you're looking to thank everyone. I'm going to try and remember everyone off the top of my head. Joe from Old Glory, thank you. Yep. Cousin John. Cousin John has not contributed to the report in the past month because he has had his hands full with his brand new daughter. Happy first Father's Day to him. That is awesome. Ryan Bogley is part of the report. Yes. Andy is part of the report. My man, Andy. Uh, who else? Berkshire Brett is part of the report. Nelson is part of the report. Did I say Joe at Old Glory? I think I did, right? Uh, I don't remember.
0: You can mention him again. That's okay. Yeah.
1: Hold on. Me, Joe, Nelson, Andy, Ryan, Tim Jacks, obviously shirtless Tim Jacks, sometimes shirted Tim Jacks, yep. and Cousin John. That's seven. I believe there's seven people involved in the report. If I'm wrong on that, somebody's got And Berkshire Brett, so that's eight.
0: Yep. So Berkshire Brett makes there we it. Go. There is no. We have uh, Tim. Tim Jacks is in fact wearing his shirt on the report. Uh, well, we're good. Well, that's
1: maybe we maybe we should talk to Cheryl and say you know just one little tweak from. I don't. I don't. I don't, don't want to call us management. One little tweak from <laughs> management. <the> creator, so <laughs> yeah. One little tweak from management and sh- include shirtless pictures if you got them. Um, <laughs>
0: Cheryl's sure, listening to this going, What she's the like, fuck have I got these myself? These guys into? are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not wrong. That's no, the best she's, part. She's 100% right on the money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh. she's having a good time with it. Whatever.
1: Um, we still got to get out and fish with her. I know. And one other first uh, show related first Father's Day. Yes. My favorite graphic designer, creator helper of all things, and yours, Phil. Phil had his first. Oh, uh, Phil that's and his wife right. Had their first. That's huge. Okay. Happy Father's Day to you, Phil. Yeah, and Phil and more. Cousin John, both of them just, I mean, you know how COVID was? Oh, yeah. People stayed indoors and made babies, and yep. it happened all around us. So yep. congrats to everybody on their first Father's Day. Thank you for all that you do for the show, and uh, man, to be quite honest, I think that's all I have
0: yeah. for now. How about you? That about does it. No, no, no. Uh, one thing we do want to mention oh. is uh the merchandise over at jigsandbigs.com. You guys can, what am I thinking? You know, I mean, we got amazing shirts, show some love, show some support. If you look at that uh at that uh, report at the fishing report, you'll see quite often a lot of of, of the Jigs and Bigs march on dare dare I say, not only are these seven gents uh, you know, amazing um <sighs> News, men, if you will, you know, but, and they're bringing you up to date information that you can use, but they're like our models for our, our, our gear, which is amazing. You know, I can't believe it. So good for them.
1: Yeah. I, I honestly can't wait, you know, cause we're going to get reports from Mantis to see how these items have been, yep. you know, what's more popular, man. I'm seeing a lot of people and people that I didn't expect either wearing the Sean, the
0: fisherman metal shirt.
1: Yep. Well, so it's that a good been, look.
0: You know, it's a good it's, design.
1: Yeah, it's quite popular and yeah. you know, Phil I talked to him recently and he just wanted to make sure cuz you know, it was his design on the fish and then my design with the font and everything and we we just tag teamed it. Phil wants everybody to know he he really strove on that skeletal fish. If you look closely and you hold it up to our logo, the logo that Bobby designed, it's yeah. just a it's a
0: dead nut skeleton of that so of we, that fish. We see what Phil did there? I did. Yeah. No, it yep. is awesome, man. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Yep. Uh, well, I think we should go ahead and throw to our uh, our next break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap this show up with uh, a little bit of info uh, from left field in a big way, in a major way. Uh, we're talking about adventures. We'll be back, guys. After this uh, quick message from our good good friends at Three Bells Outfitters. Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce that we're being supported by Three Bells Outfitters. Located in Smith Cove on the Niantic River, TBO is Connecticut's premier paddle sports retailer. They're a full service shop specializing in kayaks and paddle boards for everything from recreation to tournament fishing. Three Bells is an authorized dealer of Hobie, Jackson, Feel Free, Native, and Bonafide kayaks, as well as many paddleboard brands. Not sure of what kind of SUP or kayak you want? TBO offers free demos of all brands. Want to go for an extended test drive? They have a full service rental facility on site. Three Bells also offers a complete rigging service for your kayak. With such brands as Yak Attack, Yak Gear, Burley Pro, Yak power, Torquedo, and more. The sky is the limit. You can visit Three Bells Outfitters in person or online at threebellsoutfitters.com They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. Can't make it to the store to pick up your kayak or worried the freight company might damage your purchase? Three Bells Outfitters offers a white glove delivery of kayaks within a 225 mile radius of their store at a rate less than typical freight carriers. They will deliver your kayak, set it up, and answer any questions you may have. Be sure to follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to tell them Jigs and Bigs sent you Three Bells Outfitters because life is better on the water. do it for this week's Jigs and Bigs, guys. Uh, this was a really, really great show. We got a couple of things that we do want to talk about here. Uh, like we've, we've mentioned numerous times, we're recording this right now on um, at, at 9 o'clock at night on uh, on Father's Day. Um, tomorrow, we have something kind of interesting happening. Uh, a, a collective uh, menage, if you would, uh, of, of Old Glory Outdoors, Hookset hoodlums fam jigs and bigs fam are uh getting together at uh a western mass staple body of water uh to do a little bit of fishing and and sean i i miss this whole thing there's there's talk about a one dollar bet
1: yeah so i i've seen numerous pros do this i guess when they'll face off against each other they have a one dollar bill all right and you can go on youtube and look this shit up wherever you want and so let's say me and you go out fishing bobby right We each have a $1 bill on us, whatever the terms are, whether it's largest single bass, best three, there is a winner and a loser. The loser has to take a pen or a marker, take his dollar bill and write something self-deprecating on there. Bobby, thanks for kicking my taint crooked on this date. You won five to one signed Sean, the fisherman. I see just, it's only a dollar. We all have a dollar. Yep. And one person's going to have more dollars at the end than everybody else.
0: I like that. I yeah, like that. It's,
1: yeah. Oh, I'm definitely in. It's simple. If you want to look at, there's nothing in this
0: rule. I mean, you got to write something. I, I already know exactly what's going on. With my dollar.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's already, I mean, you got to be submissive. Like you have to say, Hey, look, dude, sorry. You won. You won. You beat yeah. my ass. Yep. You kicked my ass. Thank you. If you want to put a border of little penises on there.
0: It's I on you. I think that's. It's against the rules, you know. It's not. It's not against the rules. It's. It's. it's, You know. You'll be fine. I like that idea, and you know that these dollars will probably go on display.
1: Oh, what do you mean probably? I thought I would say they're definitely. That's what I'm saying.
0: With all parties that we have involved, yeah, this is gonna be fun. Yeah. So there's there's five of us. Five of us going out, right? I think there's. I think there's. It's just five of
1: us. So I believe myself and Wild Bill will be in kayaks. Yep. And also, what is what is Delirious Angler taking? I'm not sure if
0: Delirious kayak? is doing his boat or if he's doing a kayak. Uh, either
1: one. Yeah. So he's the third that's solo. And then you will be riding shotgun on O.G.O. Joe. Yep. Old Glory Outdoors Joe. You will be there in his boat kicking some ass or losing a dollar to Sean the Fisherman. It could be. It, it could be. It happened. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a pretty uh, – it's a ball-busting bet. It's more about the ball-busting than it is the dollar bill. Obviously. Yep. And, yeah, uh, yeah we'll, we'll get in on it tomorrow. So I think we're – I know uh, Bill is getting there a little later, so I, I think it's probably a smarter idea. I'm getting there extremely early because yep. I only have so much time to fish. I have shit going on in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. I think it might not be a bad idea. Maybe I'll send a text out or message out to everybody saying, hey, like no matter what time you get there, Whenever the person that gets there the latest, if that's Bill, we all meet at the ramp. So that way we're all starting at the same place, yeah. whichever way you want. And uh yeah, we'll see how this goes. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's exciting. We'll put a little spin on it with the competition, whether it's best fish or best three or best two, whatever, whatever we decide
0: on, but we'll um we'll have some fun. I think it'll be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't gonna, uh, I haven't fished up there in a while. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be really good.
1: And I'm sure. Based on knowing, you know how all of us interact with different types of social media, I'm sure one, if not two, people will have GoPros on them. So while I can't, while I can't say with certainty, hey, check this shit out next week. You know, I would
0: probably going to see some stuff.
1: Keep an eye out on, you know, whether it's us, Old Glory, Delirious Angler, or Hookset Hoodlums. Yep, you may see something recapping this. Gigantic shenanigan coming on tomorrow. We'll, f- we'll find out, it's but it's going to be, be fun either way.
0: Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a great time. And and yeah, I, I do actually. When we wrap this up, I have to charge uh, some GoPro batteries and get all that stuff together. Uh, one thing that I do definitely want to jump in here with is that something really cool uh, happened this week, and I didn't really want to put it in the weekend review because it's so just random. But I did something that I haven't done in uh, about twenty years. And uh, I went to go see a barber. Uh, I, since I started shaving my head, I've been shaving my head now for uh, like right around 20 years. That kind of negated the need to ever see a professional. You know what I mean? Um, I basically have been, you know, cutting my own hair f- f- forever. Uh, it's, it, that's what it feels like anyway. And uh, I had, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going on kind of a beard adventure. You know, I'm looking to try to, like, have the best beard life I can, if that makes any sense. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Started with COVID. uh, Figured I'd use that opportunity to grow a full beard out, um, you know, because of my job and everything, you know. It it kind I'll be honest with you. It kind of sucks to have that awkward stage of like this isn't ready for like public viewing yet. This is this is bad. You know what I mean? Um, and when you're you know in front of people on a microphone, entertaining four, five, six nights a week, sometimes, you know, it's just it's not a good thing. So I used COVID as an opportunity to just say screw it. I'm going for it, and I grew a, a wonderful beard, uh, an epic beard. In fact, I felt like probably about the end of summer, like right around Labor Day, I think I even said to you, I was like, I, I feel like I'm starting to be that guy with the beard. In our yeah. circle. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and I responded with, Thank God you're not that guy with the soul patch anymore. <laughs> Well, this is pre-soul patch that I initially said that because oh, I, yeah, that's right. I had, at this point, I had, now keep in mind, like I couldn't see a barber at that point. I couldn't get anything, yeah. you know, uh, groomed or maintained or anything. So I was, you know, looking up uh, beard trimming tips. Uh, it's just so that I didn't mess, you know, I've, I've, you know, been, been, you know, trimming my own facial hair forever You know what I mean? If I mess something up, I just roll with it, you know, and fix it the best I can or leave it alone and then fix it later. Whatever it might be. I get it. But when you're when you invest the amount of time, you know, months to grow a full beard, you mess something up. It it does something to you, to your soul, you know, and that's what happened in the fall. It was about mid-September. It was right after the, the, the bomb hot sauce challenge. Right after that challenge had gone down, I ended up looking like the bad guy in, like, every Western film because I messed up my beard and I shaved it and I left nothing but the mustache and the little uh, soul patch right there. And and Sean, to this day, will not let me forget that. No, I won't. Um and you know I mean for for a minute I kind of liked that. I was okay with it. You know my wife thought it was crazy at first but I don't I don't I don't know that she really hated it as much as she let on anyway.
1: Anyway <laughs> I I'm I'm look at I'm just looking at this from yep my metric based fucking lifestyle <laughs> because And it is a lifestyle. You You, your fishing took a shit. It took a nosedive with that fucking. I was just going to get into
0: that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was just like, I feel like I lost the beard and all my mojo just freaking was gone. So I immediately, I said, okay, cool. I'm not going to start shave everything off and just start new. What I'm going to do is just trim everything really low and then just start growing it all out again. And you know, I messed this up, so I'm not going to go as extreme. I'm going to keep it nice and tight. And that's what I did through November, December, January, February. We started to get to about March and I was like, I kind of miss having the bulk. Like I like that, you know, that was one thing that I I did like. So I started letting it go again. I didn't get any bounce back from the wife or anything. So I'm like, we're just going to roll with it. And then it got time to about last about uh, the week before last, I decided I was like, you know, I really got to trim things up specifically up here, like by my sideburns. um, and, And just defining some giving it some shape, you know, and I decided I'm vaccinated. I know I can go to a barber and not have to wear a mask and do whatever. I, you know, we're not wearing masks, uh, and I'm not messing up my beard, you know, with a mask. So I'm like, oh, let's go see a barber. We'll see what can happen. Holy shit! Um, Emily over at uh, Parlor Faded, uh, which is a a barbershop in right in my neighborhood, um, she just knocked it out of the park fantastic i mean i can't believe it. i posted i was so un, uh, like blown away um i even asked her i was like i was like while i'm here you might as well shave my head she shaved my head with a straight razor um which was i i live for that like old school classic wet shaving that's my thing but um what does this mean well it means i'm fully embracing the the journey that this is that I'm about to embark on. So much so that there is a, uh, a beard products company that has uh, made contact with me uh, after I had, you know, had uh, spoken to them about some of their products and things like that. And um, I may be working with them moving forward, you know, uh, with some cool stuff. So we'll see what happens guys. So if you are uh, a man of the bearded variety or a woman of the bearded variety or you uh, have someone in your life who is uh, living the beard life um you know I've got some stuff for you that could 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 be helpful. Well, details on that coming, but I figured that was just it was so just random and it just kind of all fell together and I'm we'll see what happens. Nice man. Yeah. Congratulations at uh You're getting the beard help you need. I'm a a beard model. Is is essentially what it's getting
1: down to. We I've tried growing mine, man. I've got mine is spotty all over the place. It it it. You know when it doesn't join the mustache and the beard, it just looks not good on me. It's just I I I. One of the things the military took from me was all those years I possibly could have been growing a beard. Yep. It just it ain't gonna happen now. So I. I'm resigned to my fate I and mean, we've, we've all seen over the past year, I tried to grow my hair too. Just.
0: And you've, you've shared your experience. In fact, getting an amazing deal on an Indiana Jones box set, uh, at a local, uh, what, what would you call that? Thrift yes. shop? Yeah. yeah local it, thrift shop.
1: Consignment or consignment. Thrift,
0: There we go. Lo- lo- local consignment shop. Uh, and, uh, and, and your, your experience is there when you were like, yeah, the beard's got to go. But, yeah,
1: and uh, the wife likes the baby face, anyways. Yep. And I, it's just at this point, it's my look. I yeah. own it. Yeah, I that's wear what it's I all wear a baseball cap some days. It's all good. It's all good. I tried. Yeah. I, I gave it the gave it the old try, but I don't know, I'm jealous I hear of you. your
0: beard. But so. it was oh, it was just one of these things. I mean, I can't believe that that I'm like, really, and you want me to represent? Really? Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm going to live vicariously through your beard adventure. You will. That's
1: it. Embrace. I'm just, that's what I'm going to do. Em, embrace the follicles. <laughs> that's, dude, that's your motto. Does any other beard company have that as a motto? I'm any sure beard somebody company? does, but, you know, beard embrace company. Them. Beard company, any beard product company, hair, facial hair product company. That might be, that should be your motto for this whole thing. Just embrace the follicles. Maybe.
0: Fuck. Hmm. Maybe. I like
1: it. Hmm. Contact the company, see how they feel about it. That that's your your contribution to this whole thing, aside from you know using the product and slathering up your beard with all sorts of good stuff oh yeah, and I'll um, tell you it was
0: an adventure trying out their products like yeah, some, yeah very very good stuff quality shit really really kind well, of impressed me
1: on that note of hit me doing some collaborating or having some fun with other companies that are reaching out to us yep we we have a little bit of a history now with a power company, with a with a, a battery company mm-hmm. um, for kayaks. Uh, I, I know months ago I had recommended, I told the story about the 12, you know, a 12 volt uh, sealed lead acid battery that I used to use for my fish finder that one night, one night, one early morning, I had opened my truck door and dropped the battery. It came out with the door, the way the car was sitting on a hill and it landed on my foot and I thought I broke my foot. Like it was that destroyed yep and since that time i always looked for alternatives and a couple years ago i came across nakwa batteries which are not even as big as a baseball and they're 12 volt they have a 4.4 amp and they have a 10 amp hour Mm -hmm. um, batteries so i bought a 4.4 for my native ultimate it powered the fish finder perfectly it would go two days sometimes Mm. wasn't a big power draw it was really 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 perfect so i could go camping and fish for two full days not even worry about having to recharge it. And then once we got involved with three bells, yep. now I have two of them running the fish finder on the on the native slayer. And it's freaking phenomenal. Um, that is a bit of more of a power draw. So those two four amp hours, yeah. Maybe I'll think about the 10 amp hours right now, but right now it's working fine. I just have to recharge them a little more than I did with the the other boat. Yep. And then I think I recounted at some point in the show where I helped Rachel remotely install hers. She had to do the the wire splicing for the adapter for the power, and uh, it went well, and she loves them mm-hmm. to death. Rachel being uh, RJW underscore Marine World. Yep, on, uh, my Marine World. My Marine World. God, I always forget that my in there. So she loves it to death, and she is great on social media. When she finds a product she likes, she jumps all over it and fully, generally- fully
0: supports them, yeah.
1: Yeah. And she, uh, she gets a lot of attention from companies that, you know, she sports their gear. Nakwa reached out to her. She is now on their pro staff. I believe it's pro staff. Is that the correct term? There's a fishing team or pro I think staff. So I don't know it's,
0: it's one or the other. Yeah. I yeah. think
1: it's a pro staff. I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak on that, but she's representing their products and very nicely and unasked for when she talked with them, she turned to them and said, look, I, I didn't know about your products until Sean, the fisherman from the jigs and big show said, if you're going to do this, get one of these. Yep. And I have to thank Nakwa, Heidi at Nakwa. Thank you. It came yesterday. I opened it up this morning with my other presents. I got a very nice little care package from Nakwa. It had a t-shirt and a couple stickers in it and a, like an ID wallet holder. Mm-hmm. So I'm slapping those stickers on there tomorrow before I hit the water. And hey, I, I love their products. I recommend them because I love them. Yep. And it. This is just one case where the the maker of the product heard about my recommendations and thanked me with a t shirt. So that's awesome. That was pretty awesome. And hopefully, I think I think we might be
0: hearing a little more from Knock when the future. will see how things progress. That's huge, man. I love it. It's when 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 stuff like that goes full circle that way. It's like it's the best. You know, yeah. th- it really doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Exactly. This was this was a pretty damn good show. Dude, we did really good today. Yeah, this I feel was, I feel pretty solid about that. We're entertaining as hell. We really are. Guys, we're going to go ahead and uh, put a fork in this sucker, man. I uh, hope you guys had a great Father's Day. I really, really, I truly do. Uh, hope you were good to your dads. That's always a good thing. Uh, remember guys, be versatile out there. Uh, go ahead and, uh, and re-listen to that Just the tip segment there. I kind of rambled for a little bit, but there's, there's some good stuff in there. Uh, it's all about versatility. Anyway, guys, uh, next week, just another reminder, we have our special episode that's running on Tuesday the 29th. It'll drop and it's going to be that conversation around table if you will about uh, advantages when it comes to kayak fishing how how we're going to weigh in with everything we're going to define a few things we're going to have a conversation i'm sure there's going to be lots of differing opinions um, you know we'll we'll just kind of Figure out how it's all going to go. But I think it's going to be a, a fun conversation and and hopefully something that will uh, entertain and enlighten the, the, the audience. So hope you guys have a great one. Be great to each other, everybody. Guys, we'll see you next week with another episode of Jigs and Bigs. On behalf of Sean the Fisherman, myself, Bobby Rose Beef, you guys have yourself the best time possible. Enjoy. Um, well, and enjoy your time out on the water. Do uh, what you got to do to make it all happen. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Tight line. <laughs>